This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. In Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone, and with me, as always, is your co-host, Andy Hart. Hi, Bunk Funkers. Thank you for being here. It's good to hear you. Voice in my head. It's, it's good to good to hear ye. Good to hear <laughs> ye hear ye. Good to hear ye. Ye scallywags. Um, mm-hmm. Andy, you're looking lovely this evening. That is a oh. beautiful ball gown. Thank you. It's uh, the only thing that fits me uh, <laughs> now. I've put on um, at least a hundred pounds um, since um, <laughs> yesterday, and wow, this ball, ball gown is the only thing that fits. It was comically oversized, uh, and it was for a bit, but now it fits perfect, like a glove. <laughs> yeah. A well, that's how glove. it should fit. I mean, I got to say, Andy, you look like a million bucks. Yeah, yeah. This dress cost a million and one dollar. So I assume that my body inside of it <laughs> subtracted a dollar, making it a million dollars even. You know, Andy, I'd say you look so dang good that I think if you reached out your little arm and you uh, you put it kind of akimbo where your fist is kind of on your hip and you've kind of made a loop with your arm, you know what I'm saying? I think on the other end of that arm might be a handsome, faceless gentleman wearing a suit. What do you think? Ooh, I would hope so. Um <laughs> I've been attracted to the faceless for a while. Um, that's why less, I was so intrigued. The less features, the better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The more nondescript a person is, the more attracted I am to them. You've had sex with a lot of mannequins. <laughs> You've been ba- let, let me rephrase that. You've been banned from a lot of targets. <laughs> Look, Art. It's not just targets. I've been banned from most malls in the continental United States. <laughs> Well, Andy, hopefully... I haven't made the trip to Hawaii yet, but I'd love to fuck some mannequins in Hawaii. <laughs> You'd love to give them a good lay. <laughs> I'd give them a spit-roasted pig. That's your that's your designated move, is the spit-roasted pig. The spit-roasted suckling pig. Uh, well, you know what, Andy? I think... Uh, well, I think you'd be very turned on by today's topic. It's none other oh. than uh, the Slender Man. 
Ooh, a Slender Man. Yeah, the Slenderman. Wait, uh, the Slenderman? Slenderman. It's Slenderman. Not Man. just a Slenderman? <laughs> I mean, we're going to get into it, but the Slenderman, Slenderman, I mean, if you don't know what Slenderman is, um, well, you're going to have to listen, but it's essentially, it is a, how would you describe, I mean, I guess we describe it in the episode as almost like a, we praise it as almost a, a modern piece of digital folklore. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, like, a, uh, it's a story. It's an internet yeah. story. It's like internet myth-making culture. That's oh, that's a good. That's a great way to put it, Andy. Is it's, it's internet myth-making culture? It's a scary, spooky paranormal story, and um, well, unfortunately, it also led to some pretty tragic events that we'll also get into, known as the um, well, the Slenderman stabbings. But um, if you cannot wait to dive in to all the, you want to just get up a big old bowl of creepy pasta and you just can't wait to get your fork in there and twirl it around and make a little uh, noodle cone and shove it in your gullet well you can do that Andy by by looking in the show notes if you look in the show notes you look in the show description the episode timestamp will be there there's a timestamp if you follow if you follow it you're gonna go right to when the research begins but first we need to talk about who sent in this episode. Yeah, that's true. This is a bunk funker suggested episode. That's right. Um. Oh. <laughs> Good. Well, this this episode comes to us Good coordination courtesy courtesy of Seth Shepard. Seth. Uh, thank you. Uh, for. For writing in, Seth uh, shared this via email uh, with us, and uh, we were only too happy to present it to Mr. Bunker uh, for his approval. And here we are. That's right. Uh, thank you, Seth. This is a this is a wonderful topic. I mean, you know, we'll get into it, but yeah, we'll save it. We'll save it for the discussion. I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to front load in what Vanth has called the pre-bunk. <laughs> The pre-bunk, yes. The pre-bunk of the, the show. I don't want to preload our pre-bunk. You know what I'm saying? Do a little <laughs> pre-bunking. You don't want to. You don't want to over pre-bunk. That's right. You get a little too excited with the pre-bunk, and then you know you just you ruin yeah. you ruin your yeah, appetite. You, you don't yeah, have a good you time. Got to You got to like. Yeah, but we'll talk about it. Thank you, Seth, for sending in this episode. But Andy, we got to transition here into quite the bunker sighting. I mean. This is uh, Andy. I don't think you've you haven't you haven't laid eyes on this one yet. This was a fresh one. Yeah, I I I'm going to be steaming. I hot. I am with the bunk funkers on this in that I haven't I haven't I don't have personal knowledge of this sighting yet. So I'm I'm going to be learning along with all of you listening. Um, it's great that you're learning something, Andy. I I think it's wonderful that you're finally starting to learn. <laughs> We're going to get counting in there. It only took me 61 years of life, but finally I learned how to learn. Um, this comes to us from a uh, loyal Bunk Funker and a uh, frequent messenger. We've we've gone back and forth, oh boy. this Bunk Funker and I. We've gone back and forth about oh no. wrestling quite a bit. Oh, oh, no. Oh, dear. Big wrestling fan. Oh, dear. Um, this is Rocky. Rocky, I'm so sorry that. This has happened to you. I know. It's rough to have to talk to me yeah, in yeah. any format. This is why most people don't choose to do it. Oh, my That's goodness. Right. Rocky, you yeah. are a trooper. Mm-hmm. No, really. I mean, you did, you know, 
He really is. He deserves an award. Um, having to speak with me is kind of, you know, on par with like winning a Medal of Honor or getting a Nobel Peace Prize, things like that. Um, or Rocky, or having surgery without anesthesia. <laughs> yeah, self-performed anesthesia, anesthesia. And <laughs> oh god, <laughs> oh no. What did I put in this protein shake? Oh no. Oh no. I'm drinking I'm drinking a protein shake right now. Uh, oh no. <laughs> anyway, oh, no. Rocky it's sent us in this bunker pills. sighting. It's sleeping pills. Rocky sent in this um this bunker sighting. It's 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 a hefty one, Andy. It really is hefty, hefty, hefty. Rocky <laughs> wimpy, says wimpy wimpy. <laughs> so I am a disc golf player, okay. only as a hobby, not pro. First of all, Rocky, you could go pro. Don't sell yourself short. Don't sell yourself short. You can go Look, pro in you, disc golf. Mm-hmm. If you if you believe it, you can achieve it, Rocky. I mean, that's the secret. Here's the thing. You go pro in disc golf. This is a bunker promise. We'll fucking sponsor. We'll put a sponsorship on one of your jerseys. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we can't promise you'll be rolling in cash from the sponsorship. <laughs> but no. We, <laughs> we will allow you to put our logo on your jersey. <laughs> That's a that's a promise, Rocky. That's a promise. We'll cash that to the fucking bunker bank, baby. So anyway, Rocky says, over the past few months, I have noticed the same silver Kia Soul. Hmm. A Kia Soul. That's a car. Are you, are you saying Kia? Kia Soul. It Kia. sounds like you were saying Kia. kiosk. Kia Soul. Kia Soul. S-O-L. Parked at the disc golf course um, in Texas. Mm. Well, last weekend, there was a big tournament here, which you could have gone pro in, Rocky. And Mm -hmm. so all the parking places were taken, but I noticed the car was still in its spot, but there was someone standing by it. As Mm. I walked closer and I looked at the license plate and noticed it said something that stopped me in my tracks. Mm. The license plate read, I heart squatch with an exclamation point. (laughs) Wow. Illinois issued plates, Andy. With a heart and an exclamation point? That's right. It was I a heart emoji. I didn't know you could get special characters on a license plate. This <laughs> re- I mean, it's, you know, you can this get emojis on your Kia license soul, plate. indeed. Oh, yeah. No, I thought. It can't be. Dot, 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 dot. It was Mr. Bunker. No. The reanimated Squatch, who we've, la- we've now learned is named Peon Musk. Right. <laughs> was in the car. I heard him say, I will be right back to the Squatch. Hmm. So I guess Peon's just sitting in the car. He walks over, and instead of throwing the disc like normal, which for those of you not familiar, disc golf is, uh, it's like regular golf, but you literally use a, like a mini Frisbee, and you're throwing it instead of into a <laughs> into hole. Into a hole in the ground. Yeah, we know. You throw, <laughs> you throw it into like, it's like a it's basket like a of, yeah, it's like it's a, a cage made of chains. It's a cage for Frisbees. Yeah. Um, it's like the world's most poorly designed birdhouse. <laughs> it's a cage for frisbees. Um, I lost my fucking spot. Uh, <laughs> so he walks over, and instead of throwing the disc like normal, he just mm-hmm. held out his hand, and I heard this a sound like a drone. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. The disc took off and flew down the course mm-hmm. all the way to the basket. Okay, we now learn that the cage is called the basket. Okay. <laughs> At first, everyone cheered and yelled, Ace! Which I guess Mm. we're not learning is what happens when you get a hole in one. That wasn't a reference to me? (laughs) No, that's not a reference to you. My nickname? 
It turned quickly after the disc made the drone sound again and flew back to him. He was immediately disqualified. Mm-hmm, that's fair. That's fair. I'm glad to know that these disc golf tournaments are See, Rocky, you know the rules. Fair. You could go pro. Um, now, he, Rocky continues and says, he didn't like this at all and went back to the car and drove off, yelling <laughs> something to the Squatch as he went out of my field of view. And then Rocky sent us photo evidence. Whoa. First of the Silver Soul Kia, then the tournament location, and then the car being gone. Wow. Rocky says that he tried to video the shot and escape, but it mysteriously disappeared from his phone. Ooh. That's the end of the story there. Thank you, oh, Rocky, wow. for sending that in. I mean, that's incredible. Wow. Bunker out there playing fucking disc golf, trying to cheat in a fucking disc golf tourney, trying to win those big disc golf bucks. I mean, geez, Louise, what are you winning in disc golf? You could win, like, probably, like, a free appetizer at Applebee's. Yeah. This is disc I, golf. At least. We're talking big money. Yeah. You know, though, Rocky, this, I mean, this is a fairly innocuous sighting. Uh, it sounds like Mr. Bunker for sure, but, I mean, I think everybody should be glad that Mr. Bunker just drove away, away angrily. True. With Peon Musk instead of, uh, you know. Doing some weird bunker stuff. I think it's unfair. I mean, I, I'm kind of feeling bad for Peon Musk. <laughs> Peon Musk, um, I has my didn't sympathy. Ask, didn't ask for this life. Didn't ask for it. He was just, you know, Peon Musk didn't was ask just to a, die. Didn't ask to be reanimated. <laughs> Peon Musk was living a simple, happy life out in the forests of Tennessee before Bunker slayed him with a fucking katana, and then got brought back to life in Utah. Through some sort of weird blood ritual magic uh, right. thing that we, you know, can only be described as the dark arts. Right. Uh, and that's not my club where we all hang out in the dark. <laughs> that's a different dark arts. <laughs> that was that was your band in high school, the dark arts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now Peon Musk is, for some reason, the head of a branch of bunk tech industries where he's mm-hmm. trying to develop some kind of self-driving car. Now that he's being carted around by bunker to disc golf tournaments. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Poor, what the fuck? I mean, Peon Musk has had a rough go of things and this only, I think this only enhances the tragedy of Peon Musk's demise. Right. I mean, it's a tragic tale. I mean, it's very Shakespearean. Yeah. 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 I feel like, uh, yeah, Mr. You Bunker know, I, is... Uh, I can only see that Bunker probably will go crazy at some point, start seeing ghosts of yeah. Peon Musk, I guess, to make it Shakespearean, and then in the end, yeah. everyone will die, but Peon Musk will kill Bunker with a katana, I guess, in some way? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Peon Musk will kill Bunker uh, with a katana. Um, but, but, like, I mean, you know... But I feel like the real tragedy That's for Peon Musk happen. is that is that that will somehow make Peon Musk immortal. <laughs> and he'll have to live his existence forever. That's the real tragedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can never go back to his simple life as a Sasquatch. Uh, yeah. He'll be forever Peon Musk, and he'll be like Skips uh, on regular show. Regular show. Oh, good. Yeah. Whoa, what a reference. Yeah. Wow. Andy has seen regular show. Yeah, I also spoiler alert for regular show. At least a little bit of the lore. I don't know if you noticed that art, but 
I mean, yeah, a very I, relevant pull. Yeah, I'm actually very impressed by that. Wow. You actually gained. I had you gained a little. You gained some respect from me. Wow, I have, this is the first before this time. recording. I mean, I have negative respect for you. Right. I think you're yeah. a terrible person. Now I'm approaching zero. You're approaching absolute zero. Yeah. Which would be someone I've never met before. Yeah. Right. I'm almost <laughs> unknown to you now. <laughs> Oh, that was a good poll. I'm very impressed. Because um, obviously, you know, I know you, but other people might not know this, because, but I know this because I know you, is that you haven't seen a lot of uh, modern media. No. Right? Um, that's right. Yeah. You ever gone I'm, disc golfing? You're a big golf guy. You love golf. I've never been disc golfing. Huh. You think you'd like it? I don't know. I don't know that I'm any good with a Frisbee. Yeah, I'm terrible with frisbees. I don't know how. To like, I don't understand how I would hit anything with a frisbee. You know, I think I would just be like chasing a frisbee around. Yeah, which I guess is fine. Oh yeah, but I've never been. Well, we'd probably land in the bunker. <laughs> God, clean up! <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I Rocky, just... thank you for. <laughs> no, finish your thought. That's it. Oh, okay. I was done. All I right. finished. <laughs> Rocky, thank you for sending in that bunker setting. I mean, that's truly incredible. Uh, I'm glad that you were unscathed. I'm glad that, you know, bunker was just disqualified and let go, but you've you've shed quite a bit of light on what's the the, the relationship between Peon Musk, the undead Sasquatch, and Bunker and what's going on between those two. I mean, that is a relationship that I want to see explored. Bunk Funkers, if you have more sightings of Bunker, you want to you wanna help add to the lore of this story and this show, I mean, please send in those sightings to mrbunkerpod at gmail.com or, like Rocky did, you can, you can DM us on uh, Instagram at mrbunkerpod or tweet at us at mrbunkerpod. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Wild I mean, stuff. I, I think, I think, frankly, we, uh, we would, we're loving exploring this, uh, this relationship between the two of them. Oh yeah, it's fascinating. It, ugh, fascinating doesn't even begin to describe. And terrifying, it. terrifying, and um, something else that's fascinating but also terrifying, and uh, <laughs> is our next segment, the bunker alarm. <gasps> yes. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. This is. Uh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, we've uh, we've been blessed uh, with a with a state of the art piece of technology, mm. uh, the Bunk Tech Bunker Alarm three thousand, which allows us to honor each week a very special bunk funker or bunk funkers with a perfectly synced alarm, customized just for them, thanks to the Bunker Alarm three thousand. Yeah, and. Um you know, this week's no different. We're going to be giving a uh, bunker alarm out to two different bunk bunkers. Wow! Shout out here. Wow. We're going to get uh, we're going to get uh, today's episode suggester, Seth Shepard. Mm-hmm. Getting Seth, a little thank you, Seth. Thank you for sending in this episode topic, and I uh, hope you enjoy your bunker alarm. And we're going to get our buddy Rocky for sending in that Rocky. wonderful uh, bunker sighting. I mean, uh, that was an incredible I mean, pull. You both did. All the work for this episode, so you deserve yeah. this more than mm, yeah. even we do. That's true. You deserve a lot of things more than we do. <laughs> and we hope you get them. Like a hug. 
<laughs> or knowing the feeling of true love. <laughs> um, well, we hope that this bunker alarm will be a tender caress for you. Uh, <laughs> in a non-creepy way. In a non-creepy way. Like, uh, like yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Not creepy, but, you know, like the bunker alarm just quietly enters your bedroom after you've just fallen asleep, slides into bed with you. (laughs) You instinctively roll over and the bunker alarm starts to spoon you. (laughs) And you spend the night in that same position, safe and secure. Yeah. And when you wake up, the bunker alarm isn't there. Hmm. But you still feel safe. Wow. Well, doesn't that Loved. sound nice? Protected. Ooh. Oh my. Um, also, well, in Andy, this scenario, we, uh... you, you, you're concealed carrying a weapon. <laughs> yeah, the bunker arm has slipped you a Glock 9mm. <laughs> tucked, tucked, tucked a Glock into your betwixt, waistband while you were sleeping. Betwixt your butt cheeks. <laughs> I you feel the safety's on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the bunker alarm for sure. So, um, well, Andy, why don't you want to uh, queue up a bunker alarm? Or, um... Yeah, yeah, I'll get this going. Okay. Uh, right. I just got to, uh, bunkers, I just got to program the bunker mm-hmm. alarm 3000 real quick here. So yep. just bear with me. That's right. Standard procedure. Okay. Oh my. Okay. Wow. That means it's uh, locked in and ready to go. Wowie. Alrighty. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, a long time bunkfungers will know that there's uh, there's no reason to do this, but it's tradition, uh, and we blindly follow tradition even if it doesn't make sense. So mm-hmm. we always do a countdown uh, right. before the bunker alarm. Uh, so here we go. Three. Two, one, boop. <laughs> wow. Perfectly Incredible. Oh, oh, wow. That's, it was so worth it. To buy what a this. piece of technology. I mean, you can't you can't tell me that technology doesn't make our lives better. It truly does. Well, thank you again to Seth and Rocky. Seth um, and Rocky. Oh Seth man. And Rocky. Oh man, the two of you ought to be in a movie together. Seth and Rocky. Seth and Rocky. That would be like uh Seth Rogen and Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Have you guys thought about playing the two of them in a movie? <laughs> Yeah, maybe when Rocky takes a break from his illustrious pro disc golf career. Well, he's got to go through disc golf Q school first. So, I mean, <laughs> Rocky, right. I mean, don't lose sight of the ultimate goal, though. I mean, this is well worth it. It's true. And I think today's topic is well worth it today, Andy, because if you're a fan of, you know, stories that started on the Internet, uh, but also we'll get into some historical basis for uh, Slenderman. Uh-huh, yeah. Um you know, if you're into any of the Slenderman um, YouTube series that have been released or the Slenderman video game, 
or um, just anything. If you're into creepy pastas in general, if you're into um, SCPs, you know, uh, I think you're going to love today's topic. And uh, Andy, we should really get into it. Yeah, let's dive in. Let's uh, let's open our laptops and uh, hit the web. <laughs> let's surf the World Wide Web here on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. Andy, I hope you brought an extra pair of pants because you're gonna get so scared you soil the pair you're currently wearing. Today, we delve deep into the lore of Slenderman. Slenderman? What's that, Art? One of your goofy little Pokemans? Apocamen? Andy, first of all, you played Pokemon Go longer than anyone else in our friend group, so I know you know what Pokemon are. <laughs> and second off, Andy... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Who's the other one? The little rat boy. <laughs> Pikachu's... All right. All right, Mr. Comedy. You won't be laughing for long, Mr. Mr. Jokey Jokes. You know, we won't be seeing any uh any yuck yucks out of you. Because today's cause today's topic, Mr. Comedy, uh Slenderman is one of the most famous creepypastas and digital pieces of folklore uh, arguably in the world. I mean, and he's pretty unnerving. You got to hand it to him. But Slenderman is not a Pokemon. Slenderman is, uh, well, a very creepy Slender Man. <laughs> That's him in essence. <laughs> He's a creepypasta. But what's a creepypasta, you ask? Well, let me tell you, it ain't spaghetti. Ew. <laughs> All right, we're having fun. <laughs> Creepypastas are horror-related stories and legends that get posted all over the internet, and then other users come along and copy and paste these stories elsewhere on the internet. Essentially, it's digital horror storytelling. You know, these creepypastas are often, you know, they're brief, they're user-generated, they're paranormal stories intended to scare people. Oftentimes, when a story gets posted, if it's popular enough, it'll get, you know, reposted elsewhere with slight additions or tweaks made by the new poster. So users are really passing these stories along and adding their own twists and additions. You know, in this way, creepypastas, even like memes and, you know, other shit on the internet are kind of a form of modern folklore. And Slenderman is easily one of the most famous creep- creepypastas to ever exist, arguably creating his own subgenre of lore and stories related solely to him. All right. So he ain't a Pokemon's. But Slenderman does have abilities and powers, like a Pokemon's. But what makes this guy so creepy? Well, let's start with his looks. Slenderman is a being, an entity, typically depicted as male in appearance. Although, if you're keen to know, I got some hot Rule 63, Rule 34, if you know what I mean. Uh, Anyway... He's a very tall man with long, slender arms and legs. Occasionally, he's depicted with 
four to eight long black tentacles that protrude from his back. His flesh is often depicted as pure white with smooth, faceless features, meaning he has no eyes or mouth, but you can typically see the crest of some kind of nose, but no nostrils or ears. He also wears a black suit. Think like uh, like G-Men or, or Men in Black style. You know, like a skinny tie. Often, he'll have a red tie, but this isn't a set-in-stone depiction. Uh, some of Slenderman's uh, noted abilities are the ability to stretch his arms and tentacles to inhuman lengths in order to ensnare his victims and induce fear. With his arms outstretched, he can supposedly put victims into a hypnotized state where they are completely helpless. But his true ability is his ability to be seen only by selected individuals and be invisible to others. He also can seemingly teleport at will to any location he desires. This creates a sense of paranoia and unsettles his prey. Now, what he does with his victims is another story altogether, uh, adding to his mystique. Whether he absorbs, kills, or merely takes his victims to an undisclosed location or dimension is also unknown as there are never any bodies or evidence left behind in his wake to deduce a definite conclusion. Slenderman is truly that classic boogeyman, you know, lurking in the shadows under the bed, waiting, watching. He's a methodical kind of slow psychological horror, as opposed to some bloodthirsty creepy monster. Slenderman's creepiness is amplified by his ability to distort electronic equipment, making it near impossible to capture him on film. And also amplifying his creepiness factor, but kind of in a different way, was that Slenderman used to only stalk and terrorize children. But now, he'll go for just about anyone. <laughs> He's that desperate. But where did Slenderman get his start? Who could craft such a monster? Well, Slenderman started on the Something Awful forums in a Photoshop contest. Humble origins for such a famous internet icon. In a Photoshop contest thread on June 10th, 2009, users were asked to, quote, Create paranormal images, end quote. Forum poster Eric Knudsen, uh, under the pseudonym Victor Surge, posted two Slenderman images, both of black and white, seemingly ordinary images of children playing. Um, one was an image of children playing uh, at a playground, and the other one was them in uh, some kind of field out in the open. In the background of each photo, he subtly photoshopped in the first depictions of Slenderman, a thin, tall, spectral figure wearing a black suit, just standing in the background, watching ominously. Knudsen differentiated himself from other contributors by including some text with his photo submissions. Uh, these were supposedly written, they were written from the perspective of the witnesses and sort of described the abductions of the groups of children in the photos and, de and actually declared the creature's name as the Slender Man. So the quote under the first photo read, We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. Marked 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. 
The quote under the second photograph read, One of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished after what is referred to as, quote, the slender man. Deformity cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. Marked 1986. Photographer Mary Thomas missing since June 13th, 1986. Subsequent posters expanded on the Slenderman lore with their own contributions and Slenderman was born. Knudsen was inspired to create the Slenderman primarily by Zach Parsons' That Insidious Beast, Stephen King's The Miest, reports of Shadow People, uh, Mothman, and The Mad Gasser of Mattoon. Uh, you may remember those from Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time episodes. Uh, the Tall Man from the 1979 film Phantasm, H.P. Lovecraft, the surrealist work of William S. Burroughs, and the survival horror video games Silent Hill and Resident Evil. Knudsen's intention was, quote, to formulate something whose motivations can barely be comprehended and which caused unease and terror in a general population, end quote. From there, Slenderman spread through various creepypasta posts, YouTube videos, fan art, 4chan, and other paranormal internet forums. But perhaps one reason why Slenderman resonated so well with horror paranormal fans is due to its link to other stalk you from the shadows, uh, boogeyman-esque folklore throughout history. That's right, Andy. The Fairies of Europe isn't just the name of a German Pixies cover band. It's also a piece of folklore. Fairies were sometimes kind creatures, but uh, other times in the folklore they were cruel and they were said to kidnap children, cause diseases, and put people in trances. Yee hee 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 Scooby-Doo was also apparently a uh, <laughs> European fairy. Fairies uh, could Ruh, also Ruh. become invisible. Could also become visible only to certain individuals, and had many other similar traits to old Slenderman. Now, speaking of German things, and no, it isn't the Fairies of Europe's cover of Debaser. It's De Grossman. Oh. <laughs> oh. If anyone gets that joke, can they please email us and say that they got it? I get it. Oh, you get it? Yeah. All right. You're cool, man. You're making a lot I've... of cool references today, Andy. <laughs> I didn't even know you knew any Pixie songs. Yeah. Debaser's right. a good song. It's a great song. Um, Der Grossman, or sometimes referred to as Der Grassman or the Tall Man, is a well-known German boogeyman. According to legend, he was a fairy who lived in the Black Forest. Bad children who crept into the woods at night would be relentlessly chased by de Grossman, who wouldn't leave them be until he either caught them or they were forced to tell their parents of their wrongdoing. Is that what it means? Jeez Louise. I walk into Germantown and I got all these friggin' Germans pointing at me going, der Grossman, der Grossman. And I thought, God damn. Damn! I mean, I know I have bad hygiene, but this is a little much. No, Andy, I mean, 
They just think you're a creepy boogeyman who hangs out in forests and makes little kids snitch to their parents. You're like a creepy narc, dude. Hey, art, art. If you're going to be a rat, you might as well be king of the rats, baby. I'm the rat king. God. He's scurrying. I'm going to eat your garbage. <laughs> One other Slenderman-esque story of folklore is the Pied Piper. Uh, that's right. The original story of the Pied Piper involved him leading the rats out of the town, but then the city refused to pay him, so he led the children deep into the forest. That last part where the Pied Piper kidnaps the town's children tends to get left out, but it's it's much like how early lore of the Slender Man uh, stated he preyed solely on children. Uh, if you want more Pied Piper uh, music references... Uh, please consult me for information on Mount Vernon and Fairway. Now, most cultures have some kind of character similar to Slender Man in their lore, a haunting tall figure who stalks you with its creepy black tendrils. But Slender Man isn't just relegated to digital storytelling. He's also been the subject of many YouTube web series, feature films, and video games. Well, we can't talk about Slenderman without bringing up Marble Hornets, one of my personal favorite Slenderman YouTube series. I followed it as it was developing, Andy. I'm an OG. As it was developing and you were developing. <laughs> and in some ways. Marble Hornets is a Slenderman-based YouTube series slash A-R-E, which stands for Alternate, alternate Reality Experience. I wanted to say alternative, but it's Alternate Reality Experience. It... Think of it like a found footage horror movie or but but like the slow psychological type like a Babadook or a Blair Witch. Like a Babadook or a Blair Witch. That's how you could describe us as well. Yeah, um I guess give me the Babadook with a side of Blair Witch. <laughs> Half a pound Babadook and give me uh, just a quarter of Blair Witch. <laughs> That's where you're going to you're going to the uh, spooky deli. The yeah. Uh, it was the first Slenderman ARE created and was a catalyst for expanding Slenderman to a wider audience and influencing its lore and canon. Marble Hornets is based around the filmings of a character named Jay, and these these each of these films, these YouTube videos, really are called entries, and they vary in length. Um, each video is an entry from Jay as he attempts to unravel the mystery of what happened to his friend and filmmaker Alex who was making a movie about Slenderman and in the Marble Hornets story Slenderman is referred to as the operator um, other Slenderman themed YouTube serials followed including Everyman Hybrid and Tribe 12 actually in 2015 Marble Hornets was adapted to a video on demand film called Always Watching a Marble Hornets Story it grossed $660,972. That's not too shabby for a simple homemade YouTube series, Andy. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. We didn't come anywhere close to that. No, we didn't. In 2012, The Slender Man was adapted to a video game titled Slender Man The Eight Pages. And within its first month of release, the game was downloaded over 2 million times. Also not bad for a story born of a Photoshop contest forum post. 
Slender Man technically isn't real. Well, unless you really believe he is. Uh, but unfortunately, in 2014 in Waukesha, Wisconsin, Slender Man was all too real for three families and their three daughters. Peyton Leutner was a, was 12 years old when she was stabbed 19 times after two friends of the same age attacked her. The girls later told police they tried killing her to appease the fictional Slender Man. Morgan Geyser and Peyton Leutner were two best friends as best friends could be. They might even be better friends than Art and I. <laughs> we haven't stabbed each other. Yet. <laughs> they lived in the Milwaukee suburb of Waukesha. So for Morgan's 12th birthday on May 30th, 2014, the girls were going to have a sleepover party. Classic. It would be Morgan, Peyton, and Morgan's newest friend, Anissa Weir. Everything went as typical 12-year-old slumber parties go. I'm sure there were plenty of snacks, probably a pizza, truth or dare. My friends always dared me to go hide in the crawl space and not come out until morning. <laughs> and they lost every time. <laughs> but it did give me a chance to become the Rat King. <laughs> the next day on May 31st, the girls woke up had donuts for breakfast, and decided to end their birthday weekend with some fun at the local park. Morgan's mother said sure. Uh, the area was totally safe, and these girls were 12. So they walked the 10 minutes to the park by themselves. When they got there, they played a bit on the playground equipment. Then Morgan and Anissa said they should go into a nearby park restroom. Morgan and Anissa whispered to each other. They asked Peyton, whom they called Bella as a nickname, to sit on one of the toilets and try to go to sleep. Peyton was obviously a little weirded out by this and didn't want to go to sleep on a toilet in a park restroom. And I don't blame her. That was the worst backache of my life. Now, look, I've, I've fallen asleep on a lot of toilets in my day. Park restrooms, some of the worst. No lumbar support. You know, most, <laughs> most toilets have that, like, tank on the back. You know, these yeah. are the kinds with just a pipe. Right, it's not right, right. comfortable because you, no. you you know you lean back or you slump either way not good for your back well, when you're the rat king you know a lot about public toilets <laughs> Morgan and Anissa uh, went back and forth a bit but eventually they left the restroom and decided to play one final game hide and seek out in the forest Peyton was apprehensive about going out into the nearby forest but she trusted her friends and they really wanted to play, so eventually she went along. Anissa and Peyton hid while Morgan played the seeker. Anissa told Peyton to lie down on the ground and cover herself with sticks and leaves to hide herself. She didn't really want to, but eventually Anissa convinced her. That's when Morgan appeared. From out from her backpack, she pulled a kitchen knife with a five-inch blade. Anissa quickly sat on top of Peyton so that she couldn't move. Morgan and Nisa went back and forth, back and forth about if they should go through with it. I'll do it, but only if you tell me to, one says to the other. Do it. Go ballistic. Go crazy, one encourages the other. It almost looked like they might not go through with it once again. But then Morgan climbed on top of Peyton while Anissa turned her back to what was about to happen. Then Morgan raised the knife above her head and stabbed her friend repeatedly 19 times 
in the chest and arms. Peyton screamed for help, but was quickly losing copious amounts of blood. She tried to stand and walk towards a nearby road, but Anissa and Morgan turned her in a different direction so that she wouldn't go towards the public road where she could be seen. Then, they left her there to die. Peyton got back up and stumbled to a nearby bike trail where she collapsed in the grass, covered in blood. Luckily for her, a bicyclist happened to go by and notice her. He immediately called 911. Police and paramedics rushed to the scene and transported Peyton to the hospital, where she immediately went into life-saving surgery. The police then set out looking for Morgan and Anissa, who, at this point, were walking down I-94, attempting to head toward Shawamigan Nikolaev National Forest. The two girls were brought in for questioning by detectives, uh, without their parents' knowledge. According to them, they attempted to murder their friend to appease Slenderman. They wanted to be proxies or servants for Slenderman and needed to murder Peyton in order to save their families from him. You see, they believed that the only way to prove Slenderman was real was to murder for him and also that Slenderman would murder their families if they didn't murder their friend. Through their testimony, the girls revealed nonchalantly that they had been planning this heinous crime for months. They originally planned to do it at the sleepover, but chickened out. Then they planned to do it in the bathroom at the park because there was a drain on the restroom floor where all the blood could go, but again, they chickened out. Finally, they did it in the woods where they believed no one would find her body. The girls then needed to make their way to Shawamigan Nicolay National Forest where they believed they would find Slender Mansion where they would then live for the rest of their lives as proxies of Slender Man. Peyton, meanwhile, was in surgery and she survived the 19 stab wounds. One of the wounds came within one millimeter of piercing a vital artery in her heart. If it had been injured, she would have had a massive heart attack and died within minutes. Morgan and Anissa then spent a lengthy amount of time in juvenile jail before going to trial, where the judge ruled that they be tried as adults and their names be made public, even though they were only 12 years old, because under Wisconsin law, all murder and attempted murder charges must start in adult court if a child is older than 10. In 2017, uh, Anissa Wire pleaded guilty to being a party to attempted second-degree homicide. A jury then found her, quote, not guilty by mental disease or defect, end quote. Wire was sentenced to 25 years to life, an indeterminate sentence involving at least three years locked confinement and involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute followed by communal supervision until age 37. Morgan Geyser was sentenced to the maximum 40 years to life, an indeterminate indeterminate sentence involving at least three years locked confinement, in addition to involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute until completed resolution of symptoms or until age 53, whichever happened first. This was also followed by continued uh, communal supervision periodic reevaluations or reinstitution and further treatment as needed as required by the sentence imposed. In 2018, a Wisconsin judge sentenced Morgan Geyser to 40 years under met, under a mental health facility's uh, supervision. It was later revealed that Morgan's father was diagnosed with schizophrenia when he was 14 and that the parents were unaware that their daughter had it as well. 
Schizophrenia is a mental disorder that can be passed down genetically. Morgan said she had been having vivid hallucinations and delusions since as early as three years old, seeing and hearing and and believing things that were not based in reality. Anissa, on the other hand, was a bit of a loner who didn't have many friends in middle school until she met Morgan and Peyton. Anissa was heavily into Slenderman and Slenderman lore, reciting facts from the Creepypasta wiki to detectives during their investigation. Um, Psychologists believe that she suffered from a shared delusional belief by being so attached to Morgan. This is very similar to the conditions we discussed in our Erickson Twins episode. The stabbing incident caused a bit of a moral panic over Slenderman across the country. What had previously just been a silly, scary internet story turned into something very real with very deadly, life-altering consequences. In reaction to the story, actually, many members of the Creepypasta Wiki community gathered in support of Peyton and even held a live stream to help raise money for her. And in what some might consider a very Wisconsin-esque move, Uh, The city of Madison, Wisconsin, held a one-day Bratwurst Festival to honor Peyton before she returned to school and raised over $70,000 for her. In 2016, a subsidiary of Sony Pictures, Screen Gems, partnered with Mythology Entertainment to produce the first-ever Slenderman feature film. The film in question, titled Slenderman, not very creative, garnered quite a negative reaction especially from folks in Waukesha. They accused the film of attempting to profit and capitalize off the Waukesha stabbing. Father of Anissa Weir, Bill Weir, said, it's, quote, it's absurd they want to make a movie like this. All we're doing is extending the pain all three of these families have gone through, end quote. And although many a petition was signed demanding the film not be released, Sony insisted the movie had nothing to do with the stabbing. And the film was released in August 2018. And as we all know, Slenderman took home eight Oscars that year. (laughs) I'm just joking with you. It fucking bombed. (laughs) Critics panned it and it received little marketing at all. But still, the power of Slenderman somehow allowed this movie to grow several times its $10 million budget worldwide. In fact, it grossed over $11 million opening day and over $50 million worldwide. There were other attacks uh, somewhat linked to Slenderman, but none drew as much attention as the Waukesha stabbing. Uh, in 2014, a mother in Cincinnati said her daughter's uh, a, said her daughter's attacking her with a knife could have been a result of Slenderman. Her daughter was apparently obsessed with Slenderman and attacked her mom while wearing a white Slenderman mask and also suffered from various mental health issues. Also in 2014, a 14-year-old girl in Port Ritchie, Florida, allegedly set her family's house on fire while her mother and 9-year-old brother were inside. Police reported that the teenager had been reading online stories about Slenderman, as well as Atushi Okubo's manga Soul Eater. Despite all these negative connotations and connections, a lot of egghead writers, professors, and scholars consider Slenderman to be a prime example of modern digital folklore. Slenderman and many other creepypastas or internet tales are similar to the older oral tradition of storytelling, which is how folklore pieces like werewolves and vampires were passed down through the generations. Each time storytellers would add bits and pieces to the lore and and craft it in their own way. Um, Here are some features uh, 
of the Slender Man story collectively. Uh, it's created by a collective, not just a single person. Uh, there's variability. The story changes depending on the teller. Uh, there's a performance aspect. Uh, the changes reflect the response to the audience. These factors uh, and more are indicators of how Slenderman is a piece of modern digital folklore. Well, that ra- that about wraps up Slenderman, dear bunkfunkers. And what do you think about him? Do you think Slenderman is worthy of its folklore status? Does its stories freak you out? Have you ever seen Slenderman in a photograph? Well, next time you're looking at some old photos where you feel those hairs prickle on the back of your neck, the uneasy feeling that you're being watched by something. Could it be the Slender Man? Or could it be Andy and Art there to deliver you another heaping helping of the whole enchilada? Open your mouth and close your eyes. Here comes a nice surprise. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. Bunk Funkers, this is Andy, and I'm here with my co-host, your co-host, Art, uh, and we're coming at you today to let you know that we launched a Patreon. Uh, so if you have the means and you want to support the show, come visit us at patreon.com slash Pod and consider becoming a subscriber. Get an extra podcast episode every month of our brand new show, Andy and Art Debunked, available only on Patreon. We're going to be covering uh, various urban legends and myths. We'll do TV and movie commentary tracks and reviews. We'll do pop culture conspiracies and much, much more. Becoming a subscriber will also get you access to our Discord channel where you can chat with me and Art and other bunk funkers from around the globe. You'll also get plenty of behind-the-scenes content and much, much more. So please help us support the show and keep the lights on in the bunker. Visit us at patreon.com slash MrBunkerPod and become a subscriber today. Welcome back, Bunk Funkers. That was our research of the Slender Man. The Slender Man. That's the Slender Man. Now, Andy, what I wanted to maybe ask you before we started the show was, have you ever heard of the Slender Man before? Were you aware of his lore and uh, some of this stuff uh, about him? Um, okay, well, let's... Slenderman? Yeah, let me let me tell you what I know. Uh, I've I've heard of... I've heard of the Slender Man, right? Like, yeah. I'm aware of the Slender Man. I was oh, aware of the stabbing in Waukesha. Maybe those two things are connected for me. Uh, I don't really know how I became aware of the Slender Man otherwise. Right, um, right, right. But did I know anything about the lore? Not really. I certainly didn't know anything about the true history. Um, you know, it's like, I don't know. 
I knew it was like some kind of like creepy thing, but that's about it. And I knew about the stabbing, of course. And so I knew it was like an internet thing that made, you know, some people commit crimes. Yeah, you heard about that Bratwurst fundraiser that they did, and that's what got you interested. Yeah, I mean, uh, if if any city is having a Bratwurst festival, I'm 100% you have, on board. You have Google alerts set up for Bratwurst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If the word Bratwurst appears anywhere on the internet, I get an alert. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what, Andy. I think this guy sure is creepy, and I wish he couldn't be more like his brother, the Tender Man. <laughs> yeah that uh uh that uh that like spectral figure that appears in photographs that's made entirely of chicken tenders <laughs> there he is he's always there to give you a hug or some delicious delicious chicken yeah you're you covered in crumbs when he's done hugging you but uh also they're hot and greasy but also they taste great with honey mustard. That's true. And instead of four to eight long tentacles, he has four to eight dipping sauces. Hey, Art, a question for you. Yeah. Uh, if you're eating a breaded chicken oh, boy. Uh, thing like a nugget or a tender, what's your sauce? What zesty you buffalo. Mm, always buffalo? Not always zesty buffalo. Uh, I mean... Why do you say zesty buffalo? Because I immediately thought of the only place I've ever really gotten chicken tenders from is Chick-fil-A, which mm-hmm. here's the thing. I'm not even that big on Chick-fil-A. Like it's like, it's okay. Okay. Uh, you know, it's all right. It's passable. Okay. I've never uh, eaten there. Yeah, it's all right. But they have, uh, they have Chick-fil-A sauce and they have zesty Buffalo. And those were always my go-to Sumped third would be honey mustard. Obviously Chick-fil-A sauce is proprietary to Chick-fil-A. Um, right. I don't, how would I describe Chick-fil-A sauce? You know, it's it's probably like a mayo and ketchup kind of based sauce that they mix maybe a few other things in there. There's probably like Worcestershire in there. You know, it's like a, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But Sounds I'm very going much first. Like the sauce at Cane's. Raising yeah, Cane's. maybe like Cane's. You know, the cane sauce is uh, like ketchup I've, and mustard. I've heard and good things about uh, cayenne and pepper. and canes. Yeah, it's good. I'd like to try their chicken. Um, but, uh, like, first, I'm always going with, like, hot sauce. That's my number one. I'm going with some hot sauce. I'm going with a buffalo sauce if they have it. Mm-hmm. If they don't have that, I'm probably going to look for a honey mustard. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then if they don't have honey mustard... Uh, you know, I don't know. Honey mustard and barbecue are like neck and neck for me. Okay. And then last but not least is ketchup. Just plain old ketchup. Because that's usually pretty ubiquitous. That's usually available no matter what, right? Like, Yeah. I wouldn't um, dip in ketchup. I wouldn't dip that. I would dip a French fry in ketchup. But well, I mean, you're not going to eat it plain. Let's assume they don't have anything, but they have ketchup. <sighs> I mean, come on. You're going to eat a chicken finger fucking plain? What's wrong with you? He's not the type of guy to fucking stab somebody while reading about Slenderman. Wait, what? Pl- plain fucking chicken finger. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. The plain chicken they're, finger eaters. The fucking designed for sauce, dude. You um, gotta put those fingers in some sauce. Yeah. Yeah, I like sauce on everything. <laughs> well, what's your rankings? <sighs> um, Imagine you're not different from me. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Honestly, not too different. I mean, I like I like you're a zesty boy. Yeah, you're a zesty yeah, I like, boy. I like a spicy. If there's a hot sauce, like I like a hot sauce. Um, well, I mean, let's not downplay it. I mean, listeners, you don't know this, but I know this because I know you, yeah, Andy, and other going? people who don't know you. Is that I mean, you're a huge hot sauce head. You're a heat <laughs> yeah. seeker. You're a heat head. Yeah, I had my, you're a, I had my you're bones a fire crotch. modified you're a, by plastic surgeon to look like a bottle of hot sauce. That's right. No, so you make your hot own hot sauce. sauce. You make your own hot sauce. Every A good friend of ours, Nick, uh, used to run a hot wing eating competition a few years in a row um, that, you know, while it declined in attendance... <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> it increased in heat. I mean, towards the end there it got fucking ridiculous. Oh, like, oh, you mean just the show itself. Yeah, people people gradually started to leave, but um Oh my sauce, god. The the show went on. The sh- the sauces got hotter and hotter. Bunk funkers, you know, I know this is kind of a you had to be there moment, but I I want to paint a picture for you. Yeah. <laughs> After the last one, which was in 2019, I believe, um the the final sauce was a mixture of Mad Dog three fifty seven and Blair's Megadeth sauce with Liquid Rage or whatever the fuck it's called. Some obnoxious. These are two obnoxious, disgusting hot sauces, full of extracts, no flavor. Yeah. It's it's all chemical uh, bullshit. And I'm pretty sure the sauce before this was Da Bomb, which mm-hmm. knocked yeah. me on my fucking ass. I think I don't even yeah, think, I think I got to the last one, but. The last sauce was a mixture of those two sauces. And I mean, these wings were coated in the sauce. So Andy and I did the the wing competition and I only got to, there was only five wings. I only got to the fourth one. I was going to fucking puke. You got all five, but we were so sick after the show, Andy, that you and I were like, we were, it was in this small storefront theater in Chicago and we were so fucking sick that an hour, I think an hour and a half to two hours after the show ended, we just fucking were like laying on the like the floor of the theater on the chairs, just like fucking dying. We were not, it, it was a bad bad scene. Look, I've eaten a lot of hot stuff in my You day. like it hot. I mean when you go to like a Thai place and there's a scale, you usually get a four or a five. I mean, you, you go nuts. You, yeah, when I when I when I look at you know like menus that have like, you know I guess I guess it's a lot of like you know Thai places do this I feel like and maybe like Chinese places too where it's like they'll put like multiple chili peppers to indicate the level of heat like one is like spicy and two is like extra spicy and three is like ooh it's really hot I always look for something with three chili peppers because I like it spicy yeah. you love like a vindaloo yeah you love spice but. But this I don't know show, what this what I, I don't know what the fuck happened. It created some kind of a, I think it was just a gas bubble inside of my body. But I felt like I was gonna die, and <laughs> I was laying on the couch, on a couch, just trying to like get some relief. I went to the toilet. There was nothing coming out of me, and I'm just like sweating profusely. And it hurt oh my so God. bad in the core of my body, it right in the so middle of me. So fucking bad. And I then mean, you know, you know what I did uh, after. Look, I uh, I mean, peek behind the curtains at our lives here, folks, but I took Art to the train stop in my car, yeah. and then I I went somewhere and got, like, a Sprite, because I was, like, really thirsty, and I had, like, a drink of this Sprite, 
and it like I belched really loud and it was just like my whole life changed. So it was like just gas stuck inside me. Oh wow. You had it way better than I did. So you dropped me off at the fucking train stop and I took train home and there was a Cubs game that day. And so the train <laughs> was fucking full of Cubs fans, like packed full of uh, bunk oh, funkers who aren't from the city. You have to understand the train, like you literally are like, it's like you, when the train is full, you are rubbing shoulders with people. You are. And other like, things. You're put your hand like a couple inches from your face. That's how close you are with other people. Yeah. You're you're up against people, you know, that's just how it is. And you're holding on for anything. I was fucking I honestly there have only been a few times in my life where I'm like, I'm gonna shit my pants in public. And that was one of them. <laughs> like I was gonna either shit my pants, puke all over the fucking train. I mean, it was rough because these this was after the Cubs game, so everyone on the train was drunk. Yeah, and there was just these obnoxious drunk kids, literally trying to down like a forty. They had, they had filled a uh, like a Seven Eleven big gulp with like I think malt liquor or beer or something, and they were like drinking it and being really loud. And I, I honestly, like, I was gonna, I was, it was not, it wasn't pretty, bunkfuckers. I mean, on the walk home from the train, I, I cannot. I mean, I honestly thought I was gonna fucking shit my. I like it's the kind of like thing where you're just like I'm just gonna fucking sit on the sidewalk and just chill for a couple seconds because I'm, I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> like, that's how it, like, lay on the fucking sidewalk and just be like, I, like, you have, like, tunnel vision. Like, I had tunnel vision. Like, I couldn't, it was nuts. I don't want to ever experience it again, but, um, anyway, yeah, what are you dipping your fucking chinga fingers in? So, yeah, I like the spicy sauces, <laughs> but not that spicy. Um, well, you know, I think, I think the thing with hot sauces, right? Like, here's my kind of opinion. Like, I'm not a big fan of the capsaicin extract. No. Because all it does is just make you hurt. It doesn't add any flavor. It doesn't nope. add anything Mm-mm. other than pain. So it's like, while I like hot food, I like spicy food, like that doesn't do anything for me because it doesn't, it's not like you also have to enjoy eating it. And, like, if you just ate capsaicin extract, I mean, it's not enjoyable. Um, I'll tell you one uh, hot sauce that I think is really tasty and pretty darn spicy uh, is uh, there's, like, Dave's uh, Insanity uh, Scorpion yeah. Pepper Sauce. You, you, you love a scorpion pepper. You like a Trinidad scorpion. Because I'll, I'll tell you what I like, I like about that is that it's, you know, like, peppers are fruit. Like, they're, they're fruity. Um and it's like yeah, Fruit Loops yeah, famously, if Fruit Loops the cereal super is spicy. based on peppers, and it's very yeah. spicy. <laughs> it's very spicy. Uh, when Toucan, Toucan Sam, Sam says, follow fucking, your nose, yeah. it's because his nostrils are burning, and he's crying, and snot is like dripping down his face, and yeah. he's salivating uncontrollably. And, and that's why nose. there's all those Fruit Loop, those Fruit Loop commercials where uh, Toucan Sam belches uh hellfire from his fucking mouth and he singes those little mini toucans that showed yeah. up later in the commercials right this is his nephews which what's the yeah what's the lore of that are those his nephews are they his sons are those his bastard children what's going on with Fruit i think they're his nephews because i think that toucan sam is like a scrooge mcduck type uh that he's so focused on fruit loops that he didn't have time for a family <laughs> yeah he's but a bachelor for life his brother or sister you know was able to produce some offspring and so 
you know, they want to hang out with cool uncle Sam. Um, but yeah, he ate all that hot fruit loops and then got diarrhea too. And that doesn't come up a lot in the commercials. No, it doesn't. Um, but this, this, the Dave's insanity scorpion pepper sauce is like, it's got some of that. I like when there's like, I guess I like when there's, when it's, you know, like I like maybe a little bit of like vegetable and fruit in the, for in sure. the sauce, you know, most, most things are like, you know, it's pureed and strained and all that. And so it's very like clear. I don't mind one with a little bit of like, you know, of the actual ingredients in it. Yeah. Uh, that's very similar to my favorite hot sauce, Andy. And we, we've tried this together at various restaurants. <laughs> um, that's right, Bunk Funkers. Andy yeah. and I used to go out to eat together. We've been on multiple dates together and tried, <laughs> just ordered this hot sauce. Nothing yeah. off the menu. No. <laughs> uh, this is Marie Sharp's Belize in Heat. Yeah. This it's, is a, uh, it's owned by a woman named Marie Sharp from Belize. And I'm pretty sure she's still, the, that's where the main factory's at. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean... She made a fucking killing on the sauce, and for good reason. It's 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 fucking incredible. I mean, it's incredible. Their whole line, all the Marie Sharp's line of sauces, they're all habanero based. My favorite pepper, habanero. And Marie Sharp's Belize and Heat is very much like a mash. It's really less of a sauce and more of a mash. Yeah. Um, it's pulpy. There's you can see pieces of seed. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I don't mind that. I like that. Carrot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. It's not too vinegary. Like, you know, I got to give a little bit of a thumbs down, a little bit of a bunker thumbs down to vinegar-based sauces. They're okay, but, you know, they don't, they're, they're, the practical applications of them aren't the best because the vinegar-based sauces tend to like, one, they tend to lose their flavor when they are added to other things. And two, they just don't hold their girth. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't, they drip off and they, you know, they're so loose. Whereas this, like these mashy sauces or these viscous liquids coat the thing you're eating and you get, you get a, you get a, you know, you get, you get some of that sauce. I'm going to offer a rebuttal here and say that vinegar based sauces should have a place in your diet all the time. They do. Look, I have look, a bunch of them, Andy. Look, I could go to almost any deli sandwich shop and the Italian deli or a sandwich shop and they're going to splash probably some vinegar on my sandwich. Why couldn't it be hot vinegar? Why can't it be spicy vinegar? Why couldn't it be Tabasco? Oh, I mean, you are kind of getting that if you get jardinera on your, uh, yeah, or hot but I'm saying, I'm saying like, you know, like a po' boy with a uh, crystal or, uh, or, uh, or, uh, Sorry, that was my smoke alarm. Tabasco. I don't know if any bunk fuckers could hear my fucking smoke alarm. Jesus what? Christ, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Wait, it you fucking a... chirped and it said low battery. <laughs> I have uh, I have Alan Rickman. I had him record a line of fire alarms for me. Low uh, battery, Mister Potter. Uh, so bunk fuckers, make sure I change the fucking batteries on my smoke alarm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bunk fuckers. If if Art forgets, remind him. <laughs> Um, hopefully it doesn't come up again, but it might. Well, anyway, that was the hot sauce segment. Um, yeah, I'd say after hot sauce, I'm probably more of a creamy sauce person. Yeah, your blue cheeses, sure. your ranches, your mayonnaise bases. Okay, yogurt, Aeolus. yogurt based. Yeah, yeah. Mm, don't discount. Don't discount a Greek yogurt based sauce. I don't. Mm. Greek yogurt, feta, a little bit of salt, a little pepper. 
Maybe a touch of maybe a touch of lime. You got yourself a great fucking sauce. Yeah, you can make anything. God with that. damn it! Shut up, Alan Rickman. No, oh. punk fuckers. You're gonna have to pause the pod and go take care of this fucking <laughs> oh boy chirping fire alarm. Um, if it comes up again, I'll do that. But anyway, <laughs> Andy, what I mean. So let's get back here to Slenderman. What do you think of Slenderman? Are you into Slenderman? Do you you not like scary stories like this? You into these creepy pastas? I mean, what's the deal? Give us what we want to know. Um, I don't really. I'm not. I'm not like in the world of creepy pastas. And I'll be honest with you, like Slenderman. I'm like, whatever. I'm, I don't, wow. I don't, I don't get the sensation to be honest Jeez, with you. Wow. I'm not into, I'm not into it. Like it seems pretty like, I mean like you can look, look, I don't want to, I don't want to be this way, but I'm going to be this way. Um, be who you are, be your true self, Andy. You know, Knudsen's like citing a bunch of different sources for inspiration. It's kind of a, it's, it's like, God damn it. Hang on. All right. Sorry, bung fuckers. We had to pause the show. And now we're back because uh, my fucking smoke alarm wouldn't stop chirping. <laughs> but anyway, we uh, took it out back and we smashed it to a million pieces. So, a la Andy, Office Space. A la Office Space. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster was playing. Um, so, Andy, you were saying you don't like Slender Man. You don't get the big. You, you were talking about Nudson's uh, inspirations. Yeah, Nudson's got, you know, citing like a like a range of, of things, right? Multiple stuff. Um, and I think that there's, when you draw on that much inspiration, there's like, there's like two directions that it could go, right? It's like either super generic or way too much stuff. Mm. And this ended up to me being, I think it's kind of just generic. Mm. Like I looked I at know. the, I mean, I saw the original Photoshop pictures. I mean, the one with the playground is kind of creepy, but the other one, it's kind of looks like, I mean, it's hard to tell. Yeah. And that's my opinion. I was kind of like, oh, is this Mark thing, the Slenderman? unnerving. What? Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you didn't know, but then I'm also like, well, these captions, like how did these people who are presumed dead and been missing, how do they write these captions to the photographs? Like it's <laughs> oh, obvious my God. that that's fake. Like, oh, what, they oh, scribbled God. scribbled on the back of the photograph these paragraphs oh, as they're being the abducted? It's like, come <laughs> on. Like, you fucker. Yeah. Yeah, well, hey, that's I'm, I'm calling out. I mean, you know, I won't suspend my disbelief even for a second. <laughs> I refuse to have fun. I don't know. I, I, I think I disagree. I mean, I, I kind of, I always enjoyed Slender Man. He definitely creeped me out. I mean, watching Marble Hornets is a little bit of a different story than I think some of the images. Like, yeah, like the images aren't that creepy. Like, if you ever go on, like, the creepy subreddit, people are always posting images, and none of them are ever creepy. There hasn't been a single creepy image ever posted to r slash creepy. Uh <laughs> It's always like some, it's like, uh, here's a picture of a doll. Like, isn't it so creepy? It's like, nah, this is, this is some bullshit off of DeviantArt. It's not creepy at all. Um, Slenderman has that like unnerving, like thing in the shadows, like the boogeyman. It's the classic boogeyman. It's, and the, the faceless features and the just like subtle subtlety of it. It's never like in your face, you know? Yeah. It, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think you watch some of those Marble Hornets videos at night. 
dark, you know? Well, you know. It's your I freshman mean, guess... year of college. You're hanging out with your bros, watching I mean, I... a little Slender Man in the dark, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's fair. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not like, I don't have like real direct knowledge of it or anything. So, you know, I, like I, I maybe haven't given it a chance. I'm only like vaguely aware of the whole thing. Yeah. From the research here and stuff. So it just doesn't, I don't know. I don't know that I'm so affected by that stuff anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, fair enough. You're entitled to your opinion as terrible as it is. I mean, you're entitled to it. Uh, We won't take it away from you. We'll just, you know. Thank you. Let me have Uh, this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The images, the images don't do much for me either. I'll be honest, but, um, well, let's, should we talk about the stabbing, the case? Yeah, we should talk about it. In uh, Waukesha? Waukesha. Waukesha? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I mean, it's tough, right? This is, it's a tough case, and there's a few points I want to bring up, and I want to get your takes on them, Andy, but it's a tough case. You know, it's fucked up, first of all. I mean, it's it's kids, and, you know, obviously you're a parent, but, you know. That's a parent. That's a parent, but it's like, so you, on the one hand, you kind of feel for the parents of the, well, obviously you feel for the parents of the victim, but you also feel for the parents of the uh, per- perpetrators. What would you, what word would you use? The attackers? Yeah. I- yeah, I I empathize with uh You got to empathize all, with them a little bit, right? I mean With all three families. I mean, honestly, yeah. it's it, I mean, there's a nobody... lot of people roasting the shit out of Bill Bill Wire. And on the one hand, Bill Wire kind of turned into a bit of a boomer after this happened. You know, he blames he blames the fact that he bought in the in the HBO doctory documentary Beware the Slender Man or whatever. He makes a comment on how he like kind of uh, he regrets buying Anissa an iPad because she would always spend so much time on the iPad um, looking up stuff. And so he like chastises his son for sitting on the fucking iPad. And it's like, get off the fucking iPad. You have to go to Boy Scouts, <laughs> which I, I, I identify quite a bit with with the son in that <laughs> yeah. case. Yeah, that would have been me. But yeah, uh, Bill Wire's son grew up just like you. So, I mean, people are like roasting Bill in the fucking comments on the mm-hmm. YouTube video being like, oh, dude, like he's blaming this kid on a fucking iPad. It's like, come on, give the guy a fucking break. Like, yeah. can you imagine being him and being his dad, being that dad? And it's like, you will always feel that amount of like guilt and remorse that you possibly did this to your daughter or like this led to, you know, her doing these things you'll be considering you know you're a parent i mean you can expand on it yeah i mean anytime my child does anything that i don't find to be desirable like i correct him but then i spend so much time thinking about what did i do <laughs> to cause this to happen yeah uh and I guess I'm pretty neurotic. Um, so I don't know if every parent feels this way, but it's just like you constantly assume that you're fucking up being a parent um, because 
your child isn't perfect, even though there's no reason that I should expect that because I'm not perfect. Okay. Like, but you know, it's oh, yeah. like, I mean, you're telling me, you know, one thing oh, that I I mean, always, a few things I would improve. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Here we go. Um, <laughs> but you know, when I was like a teenager, you know how you yeah. get that kind of like that, you get that attitude and, and oh, I, for I used sure. to be like, oh, my, my parents, you know, it would be like, well, don't, don't do what I do, do what I say. And I'd be like, oh, you're so hypocritical. And it's like, I'm a, I'm a hypocrite. Like, I mean, yeah. I admit it. But you it's like, the same thing. But I'm sort of like, you know what? I try to change if I say something like, well, don't do this. And then I'm like, well, wait, I do that. So then I try to change. So I guess it's maybe making me a better person. Uh, I long way to go, obviously, to be even remotely considered good. But in the long run, I guess I'm, I'm always kind of like, you know, look at me, look at, look at how I'm such a disaster and look at how I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I don't want you to end up like this. Don't be like this. You don't have to live your life like me. You can be better. You don't have to be like this. Don't watch me. Don't observe me. Don't think about doing anything similar to me. Make good choices instead of doing whatever I do. Oh my god! It's like it's like uh, you're like uh, Costanza. You're like George Costanza. Yeah, Just do yeah. the opposite of everything. Every choice I would ever. Yeah, make, every instinct. Yeah, yeah. I want to tell my child to do the opposite of any instinct that they have because they've gotten. I've trained them to have poor instincts. Um, so do the opposite. Um, so I get. I mean, like I can imagine. I can put myself in Bill Wire's shoes and say, you know, if this happened to me. If I was the parent of a child who participated in the stabbing of a friend because of an internet, because of a meme, I mean, essentially, because yeah. of a meme, yeah, like I, I would be searching too for answers. But I mean, I don't think I would arrive at the same conclusion as Bill Wire. But that's a whole other, that's yeah. a whole other story. I mean, look, I think, uh, I mean, it's obvious. There's some, there's probably. I mean, with, with, with Morgan, for sure, like there is some mental illness. Oh, I mean, it's a hundred, I mean, she has schizophrenia, like her dad. Right. Um, yeah. You know, and I Which mean, it has, a, has a large impact on, you know, on, on how you perceive things, obviously. hundred percent. Your, your, you know, your perception isn't, is going to be skewed, uh, because of schizophrenia. I mean you're an armchair psychologist you have a bachelor's degree like you could tell this better than i can excuse your perception 100 percent. So, you have uh you have various things you have hallucinations you have auditory hallucinations then oh you have God, that must be so scr- auditory hallucinations i mean yeah can you imagine i've you, never had one but it must be so scary the dad describes how he sees like numbers floating around and like different textures will just be like static and stuff and like or at least or maybe he tries to make his brain think of static like tv static and like you're just like hearing little things little whispers little voices other things all Mm -hmm. day long and like the delusions are really the you know the part the auditory hallucinations and the delusions are the biggest part right the delusions are like believing these things that are not based in reality and that's where it gets very dangerous is because this was sort of a like a perfect storm in a way like you have yeah. you know Morgan and and you know also like I mean 
Yes, God, it's just it's really just the most unfortunate, perfect, perfect storm because mm-hmm. I mean, like, we've all been there. You know, when I was that age, I was a little fucking shithead too. Like, I did some things that um you know God, like if one or two things went a different way, like I've been in fights. I was in a fight in high school. If one or two things went a different way with that, like my whole life would be different. Like, you know, and if it's like uh, in like middle school, we, you know, we unfortunately, I mean, just, you know, we're like little shitheads. Like we were kind of, we weren't like beaten up on this kid. We were just kind of like, you know, I don't know. I guess we were kind of beaten up on him. We were like swinging him around and, uh, we thought we were having fun and games. We thought we were all fucking playing around, you know? And it's like, he swinging him around. Yeah. Two ankles? kids. Yeah, two cribs grabbed his ankles. Another two kids grabbed him by the arms, and we were swinging them back and forth like a hammock. Good Lord, um, was he you know, a and participant, I, or he didn't want this? I think at first it started as a participant. It was like tickling, where it started as fun, and then it quickly evolved into stop touching me. Oh, <laughs> and boy. I was a you know I was a Yowza. onlooker. I was an onlooker in this, thinking that this was all fun. I'm mm-hmm. I'm in the back gawking and laughing like a fucking mm-hmm. hyena, like I do. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What I'm saying, what I'm trying to say, and you know, here's if, what if something goes terribly wrong with that, right? Like, what if he fell and got severe brain damage, and then it's like that's our faults for the rest of our lives, our little group. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, you could be. In kids are just like that. we're shit. We're sometimes just shitheads, and I mean, yeah. uh, what I'm trying to say is, it's like, what am I trying to say? <laughs> no I don't know. I guess I'm trying to put myself in that situation and be like. I guess it's a little different because I would know you would think I would know right from wrong when it came to stabbing somebody to sacrifice them to slender man versus, you know, uh, locker room pranks gone yeah. bad. Right. Um, right. You feel like you would be able to, to stop before it got I, to that level. I mean, at that age, I think a lot of people can agree. You, uh, are so starved for attention and, you know, you want to be liked. And I think that's kind of, you know, from what I've kind of read a little bit more about Anissa and Morgan is that, you know, they were, these were little girls kind of on the, you know, at that age where they're kind of entering puberty and it's very, it's a tough time. And Anissa's parents had gotten divorced the year before she did not have friends at school. I mean, that's mm-hmm. tough. And I know what that's like. And, and that's yeah. not fun. Yeah. And, you know, she did. She got bullied a lot. And so then she kind of meets Morgan and they become like very close quickly. And, you know, Morgan was uh, fine, but like, you know, was also kind of div- apparently becoming sort of that like kid who was into like weird stuff right. <laughs> you know and yeah. Yeah, this I is this mean. is suburban wisconsin so let's be honest if you liked <laughs> you know it's like a low besides the color pink you were yeah, probably like a it's like a weirdo. low bar to be considered the weird kid in right suburban wisconsin um and i mean this is 2004 the internet was a different landscape than or 2004 2014 14. Um, believe it or not, I mean, that was six years ago. This is a different landscape. And so you kind of had this perfect storm where you had Morgan was unfortunately undiagnosed with this schizophrenia. You have Anissa who's totally into Slender Man. 
And when you're in kind of in that age, you're kind of looking for the taboo anyway. That's when you're starting to like fucking, you know. Like you're starting to type in Carmen Electra nude into the fucking <laughs> search bar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what Bill Wire was most concerned about is that Anissa <laughs> was just typing Carmen Electra nude into that iPad all day. Boob. <laughs> Single boob. Yeah, just um, show me one boob. Um, no, but you know, in that age. And so it was this thing where it was like, they just kind of snowballed each other kind of. Right. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's awful, you know, Yeah. but you know, you have all these commenters kind of roasting him and it's like, I don't know, give the guy a fucking break. Like his daughter committed a terrible, was party to a terrible crime and He's just trying to make sense. He's trying to process. Trying to make trying sense, to make sense, of, sense it of it all. Yeah. Yeah. So of course he fucking hates the internet and hates yeah. all these goofy things. And it's not yeah. a rational response, but I yeah. mean, it's like at the same time, it's like he's got to go through a process. I mean, yeah. it's just, he's in public. So it's like, I mean, probably anybody in this situation would have thoughts like that, but then, you know, you don't have to be on camera and tell somebody that you feel that way. You know what I right, mean? Right, right, right. Well, and also the other thing is, like, I think there's a lot of commenters, too. You'll find that, um, I mean, it's so bizarre. It's You find a lot of different kind of commenters. And, I mean, I'm interested, Bunk Funkers, what do you think about this story? You know, let us know. Yeah. Email us, you know, message us on Instagram or um, uh, Twitter at Mr. Bunker Pod. Email us, Mr. Bunker Pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. I mean, you get these commenters, too, that I think are so pro the victim. And that's totally fine. She's the sure. victim in this. She's completely innocent. Like she didn't do right. anything wrong. Yeah. But they're so pro the victim that they're like, these fucking girls need to be locked up forever. They're fucking menaces to society. Like, can you imagine if they did that to my daughter? Like, you know, kind of that stuff. Yeah. Where they kind of put I mean, themselves in that, in the victim's shoes. Right. They put yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's a very, that's a very like an American like mindset though. Right. Is like, you know, do a crime and your life should be ruined. Right? <laughs> like that's like, I feel like that's, that's kind of the, that's like the USA philosophy to like, you know, punishment for a crime is like, well, shouldn't have, shouldn't have done that crime if you didn't want your life ruined. Yeah. I mean, I don't listen. I'm no fucking lawyer. Uh, <laughs> thank but God. I mean that, I mean, thank God, but that thank Wisconsin God. law that you could be charged as an adult when you're a That's kid. That's a weird like, law, right? <laughs> not even, not even that you can be charged that you have to be, if you're over 10 years old, yeah, that you have to start there and they have to choose to not treat you as an adult. I mean, these fucking judges brought 10 years old book down on these kids. Holy fuck. In what, in what world would you say a 10 year old is an adult? Especially a 10-year-old who's suffering from schizophrenia. Jesus. I mean, I know they weren't 10, but... No, I mean... Jeez Louise, I mean... I don't... Tough. I mean, again, it's very American. Yeah. Brought the hammer down on him. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's a very sad case. It is. I mean, Peyton did survive, and I mean, I think that from what I've read, you know, she um, feels she's coming to terms with what happened. You know, she did some kind of interview a few years ago or something. She was 17, so that would have been uh, five years after, or yeah, five years mm-hmm. after the incident. Yeah. And she said, like, she wants to become a doctor or whatever, or pursue medicine or whatever. 
And so they were like, well, what would you say to the, to your friends, your former friends? It's like, it's like, yeah, former friends. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're still fucking tight. <laughs> what? I talk to them every day. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Andy stabbed me 19 times in the chest. Well, I mean, well, you know what? He, you know, sometimes he gets a little annoyed. It's not a big deal. I mean, I think it's understandable if Peyton, uh, you know, never wanted to like be near them ever again. Like, that's <laughs> I mean, yeah, understandable. I think that'd be fair. <laughs> you know, at the same time, like I, I have, I have sympathy for for Anissa and Morgan, right? Like, I think you can. You know? I think you can. I mean, I mean, it, it, what they did, there's no real excuse for it. No, like, I don't want to, don't want to say I'm excusing it, but. You know, you always have to like consider why does a person do what they do, not just what did they do. And that's that's my feeling. Is there's yeah. always there's always like another layer to it than just you know, obviously if you just say, Okay, two two people conspired to stab another person who they were all friends, two people two friends conspired to stab their other friend nineteen times as terrible. But then when you peel back the layer of it and like start to dig in, it's like, oh, it's kind of sad all the way around. For sure. It's like you people know, who are having like struggling with identity issues like you do at that age and then someone else who's suffering from schizophrenia and it just it's like like you said it's kind of a perfect storm for for a terrible thing to happen. Yeah. And I mean there's a lot of legal stuff too with them not having their parents present when they were yeah. talking to detectives and the Miranda rights and all this. Yeah. That's these are like 12-year-olds and they're I mean, that's pretty unethical in my opinion on on law enforcement. Yeah. Like that's that's very gotcha policing like to be to make myself Sarah Palin about it. That's that's very gotcha. <laughs> and you can like, see Russia from your house. Like I don't think I don't think that that's right. I don't think you should bring a minor in even even though like you know, the, whatever the police chief or whatever said it was apparent, obvious that they were the suspects. Like I get that, but I don't know, bring them in for questioning without letting them call their parents or letting their parents be present or have an attorney present. Like that's, yeah, ah, come on. I mean, that's, that's kind of like, that's not right. You got a lawyer up there, bunk funkers lawyer. Yeah. Like what do you expect? Um, A 12 year old to know the constitution? Like they don't have the wherewithal to defend themselves. Well, luckily for us, we have Jack Foxworthy on the show to ask if we're smarter than a fifth grader, Andy. Wow. Okay. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> if you, um, oh, Jeff's gone. We lost him. Um, you know what I want to talk about? Yeah. What do you want to talk about there, Andy boy? I want to talk about um exactly that Bill Wire's kind of response to this. I mean, I'm oh. again, I don't want to drag him through the mud on this. So I'm no, let's just this. beat up on the guy a little bit more. Okay. No, I don't mean him specifically, but I'm talking about this kind of attitude that other people had because I'm aware of this where it's like, oh, things like the Slender Man shouldn't exist. Like this should be ah, like yes, censored yes. and blocked from mm-hmm. the internet and stuff. And yep, it's yep, like yep. what we call the uh, Tipper Gore. Yeah. You Tipper Gores. You're uh your, uh, mom's your, ag- your mom's against devil music uh, kind of right, folks. Right, 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 right. Look, fuck that, uh, frankly. Oh, that whole kind of stupid thing. Like, I mean, I get it. Some parents, like, they want to shelter their ki- children. Like, eventually your children are going to grow up, right? Like, they might as well be exposed to media. Like, I think censorship is stupid for the most part. Yeah. Um, And stuff like this, it just makes no sense. It's like... Like, oh, kids shouldn't be allowed on the internet. It's like, what the fuck are you even talking about, dummy? Or like, get rid of the Slender Man. Like, how are you even going to do that? It's so impractical, moron. Yeah, I mean, dude. You stupid hand-wringing fuck. Shut up. 
idiot, fucking stupid idiot bullshit. Don't even bring it up. And you Holy know what? Fuck, like dude. normal, you know, I don't want to, you look, you look, I mean, most people aren't going to like take a meme this far. Like we're talking about very specific circumstances. Like, yeah, like we mental said, illness storm. involved. So you know what? If you think that your kid is going to like stab somebody just because they go on a website, I mean, like that's probably a red flag. You should like, if you have to, that honest feeling, like be a good parent. Don't be like, oh, the internet can't exist. Fucking like parent your kid like take care yeah. of your kid you stupid I mean, asshole talk talk to them about what they're doing online and what i mean i know that kids kind of hide shit and you know if you watch the hbo documentary the the parents yeah they're kind of mousy and they're like well i don't i mean i don't she was always so I, lovely and it's like yeah you know i guess they they had really they had no idea like how do you ever be like, well, I should really check in with my kids because they might uh, stab their best friend 19 times. You're, you're just like this. I mean, this really is, I think, something that's very. I don't know. It's just very. Peculiar in every yeah. sense. You but know? still, like, why can't you be involved in your kid's life? For sure. For sure. I agree with you. I'm not into the censorship either. I mean, obviously, I don't have children. Um, but <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. I mean, really, uh, I'm too vain to have them. They won't yeah. be perfect. As <laughs> yeah, me. nobody, no child could live up to your standard. Yeah. Um, but he, no, but, but he I mean, like, hey, look, I, the, the kids I knew in school growing up who were had the sheltered parents, like the super strict parents, yeah. not strict, like, you know, like just like mine were strict about like grades and shit, but like these were like the parents who were like, no, you, you're not going, like super strict. Those kids fucking went hog wild baby when those <laughs> when they when they were like yeah. fully teenagers like in those yeah. senior years of high school they went fucking nuts i'm talking we're going into the pool and we're having sex parties we're fingering each other we're smoking weed you know what i'm saying right i mean uh those kids went nuts the sheltered kids always go fucking wild because they just can't handle it and i mean uh even even for kids that aren't sheltered, I think, you know, every kid is always going to kind of do something a little bit bad, you know, or start doing bad stuff that they don't want their parents to know about. And, you know, it's just kind of a part of being a kid, right? Like, I mean, I don't know. You're the fucking parent. You went to you went to a fucking malaise class or whatever it's called. Yeah. It's yeah. Called? Yeah. I spent most of my college years were in malaise classes, actually. <laughs> What's it called? Lamaze. 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 You went to a couple of those. They taught you how to fucking raise kids. Yeah, that's what they do. They teach you about how to raise kids and how to breathe weird. And (laughs) that's it. Um, No, but I, yeah, I mean, one thing that I think You did stuff. You hid stuff from your parents. We all do. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, my parents weren't like super strict, but they were kind of strict a little bit. Um. And so it's like, yeah, you, you have a desire to like, like go, I mean, I guess the way that I'm kind of wired is like, again, I'm kind of neurotic and like afraid of consequences of everything. Um, right. Cause I was raised, I mean, primarily by guilt. Um, that was my dad's strategy is mm. guilt for everything. So I feel guilty, like being alive now. Uh, <laughs> like that's kind of my, kind of my thing is like. No matter what happens, it's like, I feel bad about it. Like, even if it's good. 
like something will happen to me and I'll be like, oh God. (laughs) And people will be like, well, it's not bad. And it's like, I know, but it probably will be. I did something (laughs) wrong. I'm sure. Oh Um, God, listeners. So, but like, uh, you know, I, so I did like, you know, you hide some stuff. Um, but I, I didn't do like a lot of crazy stuff cause I was really like felt bad about myself. Um, for doing anything. Uh, but I think the thing is like, I used to work with somebody and she was a mom. Right. And she had two, two sons and she always used to tell me about like, you know, anything they want to ask me, like, I want to be honest with them. And it really like stuck with me. Like, because it, like I, when I think about it as being a parent now, it's like, yeah, I do want to be honest. Like, I don't want to, you know, like that's how, that's how kids like, kind of learn to mistrust you if you're not honest for with them. sure for sure so it's like she said you know if they ask me questions about like i want them to talk to me about their lives and i want them to ask me questions that i would never have asked my parents because i want to be honest with them and i want them to like get a good answer instead of just like trying to figure it out and do something bad like you know she said oh if they ask me about sex stuff like i'll tell them you know like I'll be honest with them. I fuck and your dad, raw dog, make, every fucking night. Sixty nine uh, on the couch where you guys hang yeah. out and play Madden. She was divorced, so oh, it was right. not they're not their dad. Um, but could be another man or yeah. a woman oh, yeah. or whatever. I mean, yeah. hey. But she did make could them be watch. Can Sam? She did make them watch her. She did make them watch as she fucked Can Sam, uh, her boys and the two nephews. Uh, we're there, but uh, they're just um, like they're just fucking, and then like the the boys are just kind of sitting there like very awkwardly, uh, and then like the two can Sam nephews kind of like turn slightly and look, and they both make eye contact, and they just kind of lower wink. their heads a little bit, <laughs> wink at them. And um, then it's just like it's just, and then it just there's two just of cut, us, there's two cuts, of you. It just cuts to um like. The end of the Fruit Loops ad where it's like part of a whole breakfast. <laughs> it's like with the Fruit Loops in the Follow your nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Follow your nose. <laughs> it's like straight into this fucking lady's pussy. <laughs> um, but I that's, you know, like I've censored stuff from my kid. I'll be honest with you. Like, I know I just oh, wow. railed about censors, but let me tell you, let me explain. Well, I mean, you. you know, there's a difference. Look, I'm involved like. Look, he's got the he's got the internet. I mean, I saw something on like Reddit one day where I don't know what the context was now, but it was like some somebody commented like, "Oh, can you imagine like giving a 3-year-old an iPad?" And it's like, "What are you talking about? Like devices are ubiquitous in yeah. society. Like phones are everywhere, bro." Like this is this is clearly a person who has no children and will not have any for a while because it's like your standard for that is going to disappear as soon as you have one because that was me actually you'll have your phone on you all the time and they're gonna watch you and they're gonna see that so unless you yeah, can put wow, your phone down yeah. forever wow. like unless you can only use it when they're sleeping like forget it you they're gonna pick it up and they're gonna understand it and um, i didn't even think about that that's wild but you know my kid watches youtube and it's like there's youtube and there's youtube kids i've i've had to draw a firm like line and say you can only watch the YouTube kids. He calls it little videos instead of big videos. <laughs> That's cute. Uh, but I I had to draw the line because you know what? He liked to go on the regular YouTube 
and he he liked to go to big videos and watch like animated videos of like car crashes and stuff and that leads down <laughs> to actual videos of car crashes and i had to put a stop to it because as i told him you don't have context to understand what you're seeing yeah like, you could see something that's pretty gruesome and you don't understand it and i can't have you making assumptions on it without me being able to put it in the proper context and he doesn't have enough knowledge like context of the world to put that thing in its proper context in his mind right so right, i can't right, let right. him watch it no it's just like i wouldn't I let mean, him watch you, a sex you, you, scene in a movie because he yeah. can't he has no concept of it so he can't right. put it into context he won't understand it and then it will leave him confused and i won't be able to explain it to him in a way that's going to make any sense because he doesn't understand the basic components of it at all to understand yeah. how you get to the bigger picture right no and so exactly censor, and also but that i mean i think that's yeah. valid that's not me telling like oh you can't have a video of a car crash on youtube i don't care about that that can be there it's my job to to like explain it and like monitor and be involved well, and also, I mean, what else are you, I mean, you're going to need spank bank material. So, of course, you think it's okay to leave it up there. Right, right. I mean, yeah, I always no, I mean, here's like to I, masturbate I, to animated videos of trains hitting semis. Because <laughs> it reminds me so much of myself having sex. Um, your kid is much younger than, than the children in uh, this uh, story. So, right. it, that makes sense. No, I don't think, you know, obviously, yeah, censorship within reason. I don't think, you know, it's like, I don't know. No, 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 no. If as soon as they hit kindergarten, they should be listening to fucking Slayer. They should <laughs> they should know what weed and PCP are. Yeah, and uh, they should definitely be watching their first hardcore sex scene. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, it's. I mean, people. When you are, I mean, when you're young and you get exposed to certain things that probably you shouldn't be exposed to because you don't have the like you said, the components for it. I mean, that stuff like sticks with you. Um, yeah. I mean, well, you know, it you makes know. an impression and kids are, yeah. they have nimble minds, right? Very impressionable. Yes. Uh, they're very observant. Um, they have less clutter than adults. So it's like when they really want to absorb something, I think that they miss fewer things because look, people like you and I, who have reached certain points in our neurological development. We're yeah, very peak good at, male physiological specimen. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like we are so high on all of the drugs sold on the Infowars store <laughs> that we are apex males essentially uh, at this point. And, you know, our brains are really good at ignoring things that we don't feel like we need. Right. For sure, for sure. Like the, ch the child's brain is good at ignoring a lot of stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you can try talking to a child sometimes and they will straight up, you can be in their ear and they won't look at you. Um, <laughs> oh, man. But that's, <laughs> that's besides the point. Like they, you know, they're very observant and they pick up things and they process it quickly because they, they have less, it takes less time to process. I mean, the brain has less information to sift through. So... They can understand things really quickly. And so I think that means that if they see something and they don't understand it, like they start to make, they start to fill in the gaps and they make their own judgments. And, you know, I think you got surprised. I know I have been by some of the conclusions that they reach. So to me, it's like, 
I don't know where my kid would end up uh, seeing some of this stuff or like, you know, whatever. Uh, but you just, I think that they have to have enough context for it to like put it in its proper place. I mean, right. like, look, my kid was like, I don't know. He was probably like uh, just over a year old. And we uh, took him to Kuma's too. Closed now. All right. You know they they're playing uh, they're playing you know metal music on the on the. They're playing the devil's music. Yeah, and you know what? You know he's like too young then to understand words and stuff. So, like he's just bopping along to the beat, and it's like that's fine. (laughs) I mean, now I don't know what would he pick up. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You know, I mean uh, I don't know. It's hard to understand what metal singers are saying anyway. It's very true. Um, and uh, Unless it's yeah. Ronnie James Dio, which I played him Rainbow in the Dark and he did not like it. <laughs> Told me to turn it off. That's that's hilarious. I'd love to see a video of that. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't record it. Well, do it again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. No, that's that's funny. I mean, yeah, again, like I can't, I feel like I can't really comment on this. I'm not, I don't, I don't have a kid. So I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, but I, I I recognize your. I think you know a lot. I know a lot of parents listen to the show. A lot of bunk funkers out there are parents. Uh, we have older parents, younger parents, whatever, what have you. And I think that they will sympathize and empathize with your comments, and they will, um, you know, I don't think that you're saying anything outlandish. I mean, there's a degree, like to a degree, you got to know when is the right time for your kid to kind of be exposed to some of these things. I mean, and in, in the realm of censorship, I mean, my parents wouldn't let me watch the Simpsons. We've discussed this before. And you know what that did? It only made me want to watch the Simpsons even more. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of like at that point, you know, and obviously I'm a little bit younger than the 12 year olds in this story and maybe a little bit older than your kid, but, um, you know, stuff like that or how I used to love video games and other certain things. And, you know, my parents would limit computer time and tell me to go fucking play outside or go do something else or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, so like, here's a perfect example. Like I, I, my parents hated the video game, grand theft auto. What did I want to fucking play more than anything on the planet was grand theft auto. Why? Mm. Because my friends were playing it. I was playing. Grand Theft Auto was a perfect example because it's a game that when it first came out, people you were, were like, "How farming simulator instead?" <laughs> yeah, I was playing farming. Sim- um, it was a game that like uh, lots of parents hated it. It's so fucking violent, and it is. It's a terrible violent game where you literally play as the bad guy. Yeah, eh, <laughs> you know. I mean, I guess that's debatable in some of the later ones. But what what I do is I would fucking. You know, I would rent it from Blockbuster or have like a friend rent it from Blockbuster and then I would play it. And then, or, you know, I would find ways to play it, you know, instead of like, I guess, I don't know. I don't know if that really makes sense if to a parent, if my kid was like, well, whatever, I want to fucking smoke meth. (laughs) Like, what are you supposed to do as a parent? Be like, no, let's, uh, you know, all right, well, you know, (laughs) I guess you're going to end up doing it anyway. It's like, I think you have to learn, you know, in modesty, right? In moderation, you got to draw. The right, line just let them smoke a little stuff. bit of meth and smoke yeah, it with them, so that bit. they can understand yeah. how to smoke meth properly. Uh, but then, you know, explain to them that it you can't do it all the time. 
I don't no, know. I'm I, trying to think of examples, but I was like such a fucking well-behaved little piece of shit. Um, <laughs> save for a certain few outbursts in my life, but um, I'm, I agree with you. I think that you do have to set some boundaries and, you know, put your foot down, so to speak, on some things. But at the same time, it's like with, with something like The Simpsons, you know, my take on that would be like, watch it with your kids and like, like say, okay, like, Hey, you probably don't understand this or this. Like, yeah. What did you think of this? Like I used to watch it with my family. Right. My parents never did that, but you know, look, look, there's a lot of jokes in there that I didn't get as a kid. And it would have been nice if somebody would have just explained them to me. And I would have felt a lot smarter because now I'm an adult. I go back and rewatch it. I'm like, wow, I missed a good joke because I was an idiot. Stupid kid. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, and I mean, it's, I guess you just kind of have to like, as a parent, yeah, you got to be a good parent. You got to really be invested in your kid's life. Cause I mean, you don't have to be a good parent, but it helps. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, it's so weird sometimes too what parents get in their heads and what they don't. And, you know, again, with like Bill Wire, obviously he, I think he has, I don't know if it's like a right, but like, I get it. Like, I understand it on like a human level. Like, yo, I get why you hate the internet and you hate iPads. Like, I get it, dude. You've, you've been through hell. Like, I understand. I, I know where you're coming from. I might not I might agree with the guy, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit there and fucking like, I'd let him uh, vent about how much he hates the internet and I probably wouldn't speak back, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like kind of one of those things where it's like, I don't know. I just, it's like, there's no reason to jump on him. Yeah. I mean, and there's no reason to be like, jump on him anyway. It's like, if you wanted to be real like the internet is not the forum for it but like if somebody knew him and wanted to be like hey bill i mean like think about it and like you know just make sure that you're like processing this in a in a healthy way because it's it's a huge event i mean that's the thing is like there's good ways to process stuff and then there's bad ways like becoming resentful of something as like some monolith like the internet is like will drive you crazy because you can never get satisfaction if that's your enemy. Like the internet's not going to go anywhere. That's like no, being I mean, mad at yeah. air. Like, oh my, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I'm so mad at oxygen. Like, you know, I mean, it doesn't, it's, it's, there's no perfect, point. Perfect example from our Cicada 3301 episode, right? The, uh, I forget the main kid's name, but uh, he says in the interview, he lived an incredibly sheltered life, right? And his parents, so sheltered that his parents monitored his computer time. What did he do? Like lied to them, convinced them that he wanted a computer solely for schoolwork and like other stuff. And then what did he do? Got involved in a fucking worldwide crypto, you know, cryptological hacker fucking, you know, giant mega puzzle for (laughs) years and years and years and became one of the lead. I mean, that's kind of like best case scenario. Like, oh, what? Oh, wow. My kid's really fucking smart. Oh, I guess we, you know, <laughs> I really fuck you kind of lucked out, bro. Like right. your kid is uh, a fucking world-class, you know, uh, cryptologist or computer engineer from a like age 15, like woe is you. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, I don't know. It's just certain things, man. You just kind of got to let, you gotta, I guess it's like, I don't know. Uh, the parent, I guess you got to hope that like, the basic morals of your kid are sound, right? Like if your kid has sound morals, it doesn't matter that they listen to metal music or whatever, or they watch Simpsons or they play Grand Theft Auto. Like 
if you have you're a good moral you know that your kid's a good moral kid you know that they can separate um grand theft auto from reality and i mean that happened it happens all the time it happened with columbine you know video games music movies they're always getting blamed for things but i mean in some cases it's like the people who do those things would find almost they would could they could find anything it didn't have to be I forget what the Columbine thing was. I think it was music, right? They listened to like Marilyn Manson and people were like, oh, they, yeah. they were. Yeah, I think that that's, that's right. why. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think that's kind of that same situation where it's like parents kind of don't know what their kids are up to. And, you know, it's like, I, you know, like you said, kids are secretive, but sometimes you have to kind of force the issue a little, I think. Yeah, I have an open door policy. Like I think my parents probably did. I never really shut my door. But um, now I'm kind of what I'm realizing that my parents were so weird about certain things. Like, it's like, yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch the Simpsons, but if I wanted to play metal music, like they were all for that. They could not like they fucking I would blast like. I mean, I would blast like Black Sabbath and Ozzy Osbourne, which I mean, seems laughable because that's basically classic rock at this point. But, you know, there's probably some parents that would be like, that's literally devil music. I mean, (laughs) I mean, Ozzy was crazy back in the day and uh, I would blast all my other metal music that I was listening to and they could give a fuck. They didn't give a shit. So yeah. they were like totally chill with like music, <laughs> but you know, um, the Simpsons. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like what a, I don't know. It's, I mean, you know, but it's, it's such a weird it's thing. A, you know, I'll tell, I'll tell a story. I probably have told this story before, but. Like, I wasn't really allowed to watch South Park in my house. Ah, yeah, yeah. South Park was a show I sneaked. Yeah. And um, for some reason, my parents agreed to let me and a friend of mine go see the South Park movie. Oh, my God. And I don't you think know, you've ever told this story. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, they they let us go see South Park bigger, longer, and uncut in the movies, which, I mean, they should if they wouldn't let me watch the show on TV, like why would they let me go to a movie with that subtitle? Uh, but anyway, um, so we go to the movie, it's me and my friend and my parents didn't go see another movie. They sat in the back of the theater and watched the South park movie. Cause they were like, Oh, we're going to see what it's all about. And that was a real awkward oh, car ride home from the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't fuck, really dude. change their mind about letting me watch it at home. Huh? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that is such a fucking perfect example, man. Like, oh, man. I mean, South Park literally is like one of the most crass, crude, just like fucking stupid, goofy shows. And yeah. it's so, fu- I mean, and it's great. It's a fucking iconic show, and I love it to death, and I know you do too. And so, um, that's so funny. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> you know, and your friend like, probably just wanted to sing along with all the fucking songs. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like my friend. I bet your parents it. were like, well, the Mr. Mackey part was good. I like that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's guy. Anyway, um, you know, it's like. Say poo. <laughs> You're a poo head. There's, there's poo all on the floor. Um, My friend was allowed to watch it at home like his Man, parents yeah his parents let him watch and 
I stayed over at his house uh, at least once. Um, and like, I don't know. He was like, it was much different. He had like much different parents than me. Um, mm-hmm. cause like, I don't know. He had like a Pam Anderson poster in his room oh. and stuff. Like from, I think from the movie Barbed Wire. Uh, oh, Barbed yeah. Wire. Barbed Wire. Cause that was the character's name was Barbed Wire. Anyway. <laughs> Um, and she won an Oscar for that, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, that movie swept the Oscars. Uh, all, <laughs> yeah. Won all of the Oscars that year. Uh, even Best film even, adapted. <laughs> even documentary and stuff. I mean, very strange. Yeah. Uh, something was up with that. Um, but yeah, so, you know, 45-time Oscar winner Pam Anderson starred in that. And my friend had a poster <laughs> of of her, you know, on his wall. And I don't remember what it was. Like, we watched some other movie there. And, you know, it's like, I don't know, my, some friends that had like more, like I was, I don't know, I went to, uh, I stayed overnight with another friend once and I was younger than this time that I was just referencing. And, uh, he, my friend had an older brother and like, we watched the movie Stripes and there's like bare titties in that movie. Oh, hell um, yeah. and I, I don't know, I was like, oh, this is like, we shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> But I mean, some people just, uh, you know, it's like, they, I mean, if my, my parents kind of like sheltered me from that a little bit, but I think it's easy to like, when kids get to a certain age, like I was old enough to understand it, but yeah. you know, it's like they could have easily put it in context for me, you know? Yeah. I mean, Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I guess parents are just kind of the products of their parents and they're just kind of, it's cyclical in some ways and other ways, not so much. I mean, you know, it, it, uh, as we all get older, um, and yeah, I mean, the internet just kind of makes it, I think, I feel like the internet really fucking, you know, kind of changed everything. Cause it's really like your kid can be looking up Lots of different stuff. I mean, yeah, the HBO documentary. I think for somehow either I'm assume I'm gonna assume it's true, but it like shows Anissa Wire's Google Plus profile and some of the like videos that she liked and things that she commented on. And one of the videos that she would like and comment on was this weird YouTube video, um, where this woman would feed live mice to her cat in the bathtub like the bathtub was empty so she would put the cat in the bathtub and it would just kind of be sitting there being a fucking cat and then she would bring a live mouse out from a bag and then like put it in the bathtub and then film the cat killing the mouse and then like the lady would be like it's fucking that's the circle of love bitch like you know and then like she didn't sound like that but I'm making her sound like that yeah and so Anissa <laughs> would have been, been better if she did sound like that <laughs> yeah. that's the fucking circle of life Simba <laughs> fuck dude you're gonna have to take over Pride Rock one day little dude what's up Mufasa Hakuna Matata Hakuna Matatas means no worries little dude um now that i'd watch no oh, i'd watch that every day i mean even like yeah some of that disney shit is so fucked up like bambi like even bambi like 
you show that to a kid and it's like, holy fuck. Like, it's kind of a fucked up movie. Like, a lot of those movies kind of were. And, but I mean, at the same time, you know, I don't know. Like, you grew up watching them. I grew up watching them. Like, I watched a ton of Disney movies growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Dumbo scene, like Dumbo, literally there's a fucking acid trip in that movie and it freaks people out. But my parents didn't give it. You know, I watched that shit. I watched 101 Dalmatians. I watched, I mean, The Lion King there's is a, like. There's an acid trip you know. and a fair amount of racism in Dumbo. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, and that's that the is thing. is like, you know, I used to watch that movie a lot. Like, that was my favorite Disney movie. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that after I said the other stuff. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, it's literally been, I don't know, over 20 years since I've seen the movie, so I don't really even know the reference. I think it's The Crows. Yeah, The Crows are like, right? uh, yeah, it's a very uh, stereotypical uh, racist uh, like depiction of The Crows. Um, but yeah, I mean, but, it's like I used yeah. to watch, but, you know, I didn't understand any of that stuff really, to be honest with you. But what I'm, I guess what I'm kind of saying is like before the internet, like my parents could really control what I watched, right? Like they could, um, I mean, I guess there were, you could block certain channels or you could just monitor what I was doing on the TV. Um, and then when we got, yeah, I grew up with direct TV. Um, when we got direct TV, they could put parental locks on what would be played. And then obviously once I got older, I could fucking figure out how to bypass that shit but um yeah uh but anyway i mean i think what i'm what i'm trying to say is bring it back to the subject is you know the internet it's really tough you know your kids up there you think like i don't know they're just up in the room playing like as a parent you can't fucking watch them constantly you can't fucking hawk and helicopter them so they're gonna be up there alone with the ipad and then you know i don't know they're they go online and they start kind of looking up some of that taboo shit and you mm-hmm. don't really know, you know, she's looking up like why why is my kid watching videos of cats kill mice? You know, I mean, yeah, that is it's nature if you happen to if you grew up in the in a maybe rural area or you had a pet cat who was a outdoor cat who or a barn cat, you probably saw your cat kill a mouse and bring it to you as a pet. Yeah. Um but I don't know. I guess maybe there's a difference between kind of seeing that in real life and having that moment uh, and sort of looking up videos of it. Um, yeah. And I guess there were other other videos that she watched too and I kind of can't really remember. There was some Slenderman ones that she would watch and obviously she was really into the Slenderman lore and mm-hmm. so much so that they kind of both convinced themselves of it. But yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. I like you said, you have to put locks on it. You kind of have to put your foot down, but uh, I don't know. At a certain age, I guess you, the, the training wheels kind of come off, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's, I mean, honestly, it's scary. Like, truthfully, like as a parent, I mean, because yeah. you don't know uh, 100% all the way around. But I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know what my strategy is going to be, frankly. Like you can you can block like whole sections of the internet. I mean, like you said, there's ways around it, uh, and I think kids are smart enough to figure it out, um, and stuff. So I don't know that it's anything's foolproof. Uh, and obviously, like kids have devices now; they can do so much stuff. Um, 
And, you know, peer pressure is a real thing, too. So it's not just true. like, you know, true, worried true. about what your kid does on their own. But it's like the Internet has a big power to bring people together uh, and make like communication really instant and easy. So I don't know. It It's, it's kind of scary. But I think it's just that thing of like you have to always reinforce like, hey, like, are you doing this or that? Or like, tell me more like. I don't know. Like you said, you can't, I don't think you can control for everything because every kid's going to be different, but just like I'm, I'm nosy. You know what I mean? Like I'm always, I'm grilling my kid <laughs> every day. Yeah. Cause like, look, he like started school and I don't know, you have to worry like, you know, did anybody at the school do anything to you? Like, or did you do anything to anybody at the school? Like, no, for sure. It's like, I, I don't want him to be like, afraid to tell me something you know because that's a lot of times how you know kids get abused when they're not with their parents and it's because they're afraid to say anything and they're going to be afraid no matter what but it's like i really like you know i want to dig at that stuff if it's if it exists like i don't want it to be a secret no i mean i think then you're you know you're emphasizing those uh i think i think many of the parents who listen to this show would uh, agree that you're emphasizing the um those those like i guess those major cornerstones or whatever you want to call them of just raising a good person right like you know tell the truth be honest you know you can trust your parents and things like that and then it's you know, you're kind of doing less of the like, well, you can't play Dungeons and Dragons because it's satanic. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, Dungeons and Dragons would be like a fucking like probably easiest thing, right? Like, so well, I think this you're is like, oh, okay, good. Too. He's like, uh, he's uh, he's he's nerdy and he just hangs out with his friends. Yeah, I think this is part he's not of doing drugs. <laughs> parents parents don't understand stuff before they make a judgment on it, and it's hard. True, true. It's hard yeah. because you don't you don't know, but like, I think that's the thing is you you kind of have to do be informed about like what your kids into because then you then you know is like is this good for them is this not good for them do i need to like police it more because it's like if you just you know like you said if you make a blanket statement like you can't play dungeons and dragons it's like you don't have any logic behind it because you don't understand it like you just don't like the way it seems and that's not a good reason i don't think yeah i mean those are like teachable moments right where the kid does something anyway even you're like and then you're like well hmm Fucking told you so. <laughs> That's why yeah. you can't do that. That's, That's why you can't be a snake charmer. Yeah, you're just like me. That's a teachable moment for me is just me going, I told you that was going to happen. <laughs> That's I what I call a teachable it. moment. Oh, uh, God, just me I saying, know you do told that. you so. Um, I always say, well, look, I don't want to, I don't want to say I told you so, but I did tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Fuck, I had a segue, but I oh lost it. But anyway, oh Andy, I mean, here we go. We got we got to get to verdicts here. I mean, there's not yeah. really... Yeah, we got to raise our verdicts here. There's not much to really give a verdict on. I mean, obviously... Well, I guess I don't know. Uh, we got we to gotta rate the realness of the Slender Man. How true? plausible is the realness of the Slender Man? He's pretty real. I mean, you then know, that's he's a... real for some people, but... Mm-hmm. It's kind of a good question, right? Yeah. Well, go ahead, Andy. I mean, you can... All right, I mean... I mean, I'm probably going to shock anybody here, but I'm going to go case closed uh, (laughs) because literally it's a made up thing. But, you know, I do want to say, like, it is kind of an interesting question. Like, how real is it? Because when you start talking about, you know, like we mentioned already schizophrenia, 
uh, you know, obviously that came to play in the Waukesha stabbing, uh, like schizophrenia. I mean, what is reality at the end of the day? Yeah. Uh, if you believe it enough and you're, you're mentally wired in such a way that you really do believe that it kind of is real. Um, but I think in a, in a much larger, like sense, it's not real. So I'm, <laughs> I'm saying case closed. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I, I agree with that, you know, wholeheartedly. I mean, I think, yeah, it's, I mean, it's case closed. It's, it's, it's literally made up. We literally mentioned it in the show it's, and <laughs> it's new enough that we know the source. So it's like, it's hard. To, yeah. Yeah. But, but obviously it's, it's a thing that lots of like, I mean, I think in the, the show, you know, we could have expanded more on the different, I don't know. We, we could have expanded more maybe on the different, uh, things throughout history, but they're all kind of the same thing. It's like every fucking culture has a slender man. They have mm-hmm. creepy thing that is ominous and faceless. That is a mm-hmm. very natural, like human, uh, fear is this like faceless thing. This, um, yeah. you know, the, um, yeah, for human, modern- a human face is one of the first fucking things you learn to recognize as a kid. Yeah. Again, I have a psychology degree, okay? So what I say is 100% true. Yeah. And, but fact, it is true. Fact, I mean, in, just try in, to fact in, check him, okay? In, in, good uh, luck. Yeah, fucking good luck. Checkmate, atheist. Um, no, but I mean, yeah, like, like, like children learn to recognize the human face, like eye and mouth. They learn yeah. to recognize that very early. That is, you know, and it's... They, they learn to recognize their parents' faces and voices and stuff very early, too. And, um, yeah, actually, uh, children can start to, like, recognize voices uh, while they're still in utero. Ooh. So uh, it's a good idea if you're pregnant, if you're a bunk, pregnant bunk funker, talk to your baby. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the and, person and playing carrying... Nirvana's in utero as well. Yeah, yeah, do that, too. Babies love music. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're if you're like if you're carrying the baby, the baby's probably going to pick up your voice. You know, if you do any talking at all, like if you talk regularly. Um, but even for like other parents who aren't carrying the baby, it's like talk talk to the tummy. Oh my god! Uh, I mean, face God knows how it. fucking loud and talkative you are. That kid probably came up being like, "Shut the fuck up already <laughs> with this guy," and he hasn't stopped telling me to shut the fuck up since. <laughs> Um. Uh. Well, I too am case closed uh, wow. on this one here, but uh, well, bunk funkers, that was a. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that discussion. I think it was a very fun discussion, and uh, let us know what you think. I mean, truly, we would love to read. Oh yeah, some observations, some emails, whatever, what have you, on the discussion today or the topic in general. Yeah, if you have any Slenderman esque stories or stories from your childhood when you got up to no good, yeah, yeah, um, tell us what you weren't allowed to do when you were a kid. Yeah, or you what you weren't allowed to do as a kid, <laughs> and if you think you'd change it later in life if you were a parent or if not. Um, but anyway, let us know. Use the hashtag. Um, um, Slenderman's Deli. Slenderman's Deli. Hashtag Slenderman's Deli. And 
There's lots of different things to choose from at Slenderman's Deli. That's why. <laughs> and um, let us know what you think. Use the use and it's the very efficient service. I mean, all those tentacles make assembling <laughs> your true. assembling your order super fast. That's true. Um, use use the hashtag Slenderman's Deli and email us mrbunkerpod at gmail.com Find us on Twitter and Instagram using the handle at mrbunkerpod. Feel free to just subscribe to our YouTube page. We are starting to release every month a new bunker video, which are fun, animated, um, kind of like video accompaniments to some of our favorite topics. Right now, you can find um, the Flatwoods Monster on there, and it's really great, done by our, gr- our great friend, our good friend and great friend, right. Justin Link, a wonderful videographer and photographer for hire and um there's new ones coming out every month so be sure to subscribe and check yeah. out and like and do all that bullshit. so look bunk fuckers i'm gonna give you the scoop on this like first of all queue up go to the timestamp in the show notes for the flatwoods monster episode and pause your podcast app pull up youtube also and get yeah. through the intro to where it starts Sync them up, play them both at the same time, and drop acid. And <laughs> it's it's a crazy experience. It's like hearing us in, uh, I don't know, 360 stereophonic super technicolor. Yeah, plus animations. Plus animations. Um, they're fun videos. I mean, they really are. You know, we you know we all put a lot of work into them. I mean, mostly Justin, but we all put a lot of work into them. And, Look, uh, <laughs> I watched them before. Yeah, we watched them. <laughs> so that counts but anyway if you want to get access to those videos early if you want to get episode sneak peeks if you want to get access to the bunker discord channel and if you want extra episodes of our of our patreon only show mm-hmm. andy and our debunked well then you're gonna have to possibly consider becoming a patron on patreon yeah think uh, it over. if you have the means and you want to support the show we obviously will be very appreciative of it. You'll get a bunker alarm and you'll get all that shit I mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. It's all on the Patreon. It's all in good fun. It's all um, a good time. You know, check in with your parents. <laughs> yeah, ask your parents if you're, you know, ask your par- regardless of age. We're going online. Uh, regardless of age, if your parents are still with us, please ask them. <laughs> um. Well, Andy, any other words? Any other last words here on old Slenderman? Um, hey. We started off this episode talking about fucking chicken fingers, and then we went into a lengthy discussion, like a very real discussion on parenting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like childhood memories. Yeah. And it started with us talking about like, oh, God, one time I ate a bunch of chicken fingers and my tummy hurt. <laughs> I mean... Look, I mean, this is this is what probably bunk funkers have come to expect from us. A bunch of That's rambling, true. incoherent talking about anything other than the topic at hand. <laughs> but hey, give your kids a hug. That's that's very sweet. Do the thing that Andy and I have never received from anyone and give them a hug. I've gotten hugs, but I can tell that there's contempt in every person that's ever given me one. <laughs> they're not happy about it yeah <laughs> and I'm, frankly I understand it I'm um, not blaming them yeah we don't blame anybody for not wanting to interact no. with us 
No, it's um, it's valid. So for not the titular Mr. Bunker, but for my pecuniary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Co-host Andy Hart. Yeah. I'm Art Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. Red King. <laughs> You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.